and welcome to Starkcast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I am talking with James Hop. What's up, dude? Uh, not much, man. Just got done uh, doing some editing because I've been kind of putting off getting my own episodes loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending, right? You fucking, yeah. You edit and edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a little lazier with it lately. Um, I try to just. If I, there is any big stuff I need to take out, I try to make sure I write notes down. But that's yeah, the key. it's been a pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember the my first episodes of Startcast. They would take like two to three times longer to to edit than the episode was long. So like a three hour show would take me six hours minimum oh, yeah. to edit, and it was just like fuck. But, you know, I was going through and, like, really cleaning them up and doing all this shit that now I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to that point, too. Uh, this one I kind of, I don't know, had a little fun with because I, I had Paul Hart on and we uh, got into some rabbit holes, like, like at my uh, halfway point of the episode and I ended up throwing that in there too, just because it, it was bad. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And your podcast rock with hop, man. It's fun. I, I enjoy listening to that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I just, the holidays kind of threw me off and then, uh, we're kind of trying to work on selling our house and working on moving now because, you know, we got an offer in and they want to be in here by March. And so we got to get moving. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> March is going to be here before you know it. Yeah. Way too soon. It's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you got the shortest month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get ready. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're kind of, I think we got a, we got a, I don't know. We got a plus scheduled showing here. I don't know. All day Sunday, I believe. And, Oh man, when the weather's awful here right now too. So we got a bunch of freezing rain and now snow and Ugh. just it's all hitting at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a bunch of freezing rain here yesterday. It was no good. Yeah, that's probably what we're getting now. Then, yeah, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> like you look outside and it looks like there's snow all over the ground, but you can like walk on the top of it like you're legless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know how that is. I remember that because uh, we had that happen one time. I think I was in high school down here. And it was one of the first like bad, well, actually one of the few bad winters they've had down here. And it like snowed like six inches. Then we had like an inch of freezing rain. And then it snowed another like four or five inches. And so we could like walk on top of half of it. Yeah. Um, but I remember it because... <laughs> Of course, I was. Uh, I got stuck over at my now wife's house, and with her parents and all them. And like we, uh, as soon as it got done snowing, I was like, "All right, we we gotta go outside and play in it now," because I'm from Minnesota, and I was like, <laughs> "It's time to go outside." And uh, <laughs> I ran out there with a sled right away and just jumped on it and went down a hill, not knowing what I was going into, <laughs> and ended up hitting some pipe sticking out of the ground and like bruise my uh ribs and <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so i'm sitting at the bottom of this hill just like gasping for air like trying to scream for help but i can't breathe and they're all laughing at me and <laughs> dude depending on what part of kentucky you're in you're lucky you didn't go flying off into a hollow well that's where i went down into because that's all they got so <laughs> oh, shit 
<laughs> and this is where it basically, you know, somebody had thrown all their junk down there in a pile and I hit it. So, yeah, <laughs> I've done a little bit of a little bit of exploring in the Red River Gorge and I've come across parts like that where you can tell that landowners just went to the fucking top, the edge of the cliff and just tossed all their shit off. Oh, yeah, that's you can drive around anywhere here and just see the piles of junk down in the bottoms. It's it's pretty bad. But yeah, I I love it down at the gorge. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Dude, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's definitely my favorite place probably in Kentucky. I mean, not only does it have the best pizza place, but Yeah, Miguel's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just the it doesn't seem like I don't know, you Kentucky's kind of unique. It has like you go to Western Kentucky and you have like a lot of flat and, you know, open area. And then you get Eastern and you're hitting the mountains and the cliffs and stuff. And so when I went out there for the first time, I was like, man, I did not expect this to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember years ago, um, a guy that was one of my friends that got me into rock climbing was showing me pictures on his computer of his first trip there. And I'm like looking at like this, like kind of orange stone, which is, it's just like a sea of just pockets. So these big holes in the wall that are just yep. like these giant, like things you can just wrap your whole hands around climbing. They call them jugs, like really big holds. And I'm just looking at all these jugs all over this wall. I'm like, where in the fuck is that? He's like, well, that's in Kentucky. I'm like in Kentucky. <laughs> like are you shitting me. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, Oh, it's sandstone. And I'm like, yeah. wow, it looks awesome. They're like, Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of, they got a lot of spots down there for climbing. Did oh, you get yeah. into a lot of them? or uh, I just went to a few of them. Um, so as far as the Red, River Go- the Red River Gorge goes, that's like one of the top sport climbing destinations in North America. Oh, it's wow. It's fucking huge, dude. Like, <laughs> when, when I was there, like I was running into Europeans all over the place. Yeah, I know they have a lot of people down there. I, I've never imagined there'd be a bunch of people from Europe coming, though. <laughs> dude, from all over the world. They want to go there because, like, there's there's really all, every type of climbing that you can do in the red. Like, there's lots of cracks and stuff where you can do your own removable gear. And then yeah. there's lots of super steep walls with, you know, where it's, like, bolted hangers in it so you can sport climb on it. And I think there's there's probably, at this point, like, well over 2,000 bolted routes and God knows how many cracks that have been climbed and shit also. Wow. So it's it's huge. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've got... Uh, I, I mainly go there for hiking because uh, I I would love to get into climbing, but the yeah, climbing I did like growing up and stuff was just on my own, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and mainly in trees. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that was how I, I started, uh, dude. Oh, man. When I was a kid, we used to – you're up north. So, like, the pine trees in Minnesota, for some reason, they always have these rows of them along the roads mm-hmm. where they're just, like, lined up. Well, we made a game out of it in the winter. We'd climb one end up to the top of a pine tree, and then we'd try to cross through them and see how far we could get. Holy in shit. These tree- <laughs> yeah. I mean – now looking back on it, I'm like, man, that was really <laughs> stupid. But <laughs> at the time, it was a lot of fun, and I would just see how many trees we could make it across before falling out of it, you know. Um, and in the winter, the snow piles up, so it's it's not as bad as you'd think. You kind of slide down the branches, and you got enough clothes on. And then you hit a nice 
you know, comfortable pile of snow. And <laughs> I do remember trying it in the summer one time and my buddy like <laughs> jumped onto the next tree and it like the whole top broke off and he, <laughs> he slid down it and he was all <laughs> tore up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So he didn't want to do it no more, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the house that I grew up in, it has a row of pine trees going along one of the property lines. They're not close yeah. enough to where you can jump from one to the other like that. Yeah. But yeah, I climbed it pretty much every single one of them. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Pine yeah. trees are pretty easy to climb too. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> the only thing that sucks <laughs> is you get covered in sap. Oh yeah. Like, Especially, I, yeah. I learned right away to wear gloves when I would do it. <laughs> Otherwise it's like, yeah, my hands are going to have these dark stains on them for like a week. Yep. And <laughs> it never comes <laughs> off. <laughs> That's oh, the man. fun of growing up rural, right? <laughs> you oh, get yeah. to learn how to do that sort of shit. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've only mainly done like hiking down there. I got like topographical maps and stuff to get into the actual like they have a areas like called the Cliffy Wilderness area and stuff and you kind of want to have maps in there and the Appalachian Trail, I believe. No, I don't know that it's the Appalachian Trail. It might be a trail that goes to that, cuts through there and so you if you get on it, you're you don't know where you're going then (laughs) i'd imagine there's a lot of hiking there we we went to um fuck i can't remember what it was called it might be like sky bridge station or something like that or natural bridge well this there's yeah there's natural bridge um it's got like a um that big formation where it it looks like a big overpass or something like that right yeah that's the one that we hiked up to and we actually hiked up and went on top of it and everything Oh, nice. Yeah. But, See, yeah. Natural Bridge is like that, where you can hike up and go up underneath it and then climb up on top of it. Okay. Um, Sky Bridge is kind of like that, but it ends. It doesn't like keep going into the gorge area. And I mean, they're both kind of, you can drive up to them, but uh, except for, yeah, you're right. The Natural Bridge itself, you can do a pretty good hike up to it. I think that's the one we did. Is there like a like a really nice like hotel or something that's you kind of park right by and then that's where you can hike up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely yep. it. Well, that sky bridge though, that's, that's in the actual red river gorge area. So you might've gone to it too. You could almost drive to it. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had probably like it's a awesome. 15, 20 minute hike to get up to it. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, natural I'm thinking, bridge. For I'm sure. thinking it was natural bridge. Yeah. Um, yep. it wasn't really actually, that far away from Miguel's. Nope. Yep. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Cause we were staying, we were staying at that little motel right next to Miguel's at little Abner. Okay. <laughs> it's still there. I don't know if it's open, but it's there. <laughs> that was welcome because we, we planned it. So we'd just drive overnight. And so it's a 10 hour drive from Iowa to go there. Okay. And so we showed up at like three thirty or four in the morning and the, the desk clerk, he was like, Oh yeah, there's nobody in your room. You can go in there. It's like, I'm not going to charge you for an extra night. You can just, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Nice. And so we went in to yeah. hot showers and crashed the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people just stay at Miguel's. They opened up the whole back lot behind them for people to camp and stuff. And yeah, it's they too rec- peopley. Too peopley for me. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they recently put in like a big shower building and like, a. they have this one, shelf uh, i mean you might be aware of it like where hikers like if they have something and they don't really use it anymore they can put it there in case somebody else needs it and kind of like an exchange spot there just for people to give and take and stuff like that 
Oh, cool. So, yeah, I didn't know they had that. Yeah, it's all pretty new. That stuff is. That's only been up like a couple years, but it's yeah. pretty cool. I think it was three years ago that we were there because I had gone in the spring with some friends and then the next year uh, my wife and I went and we went over Thanksgiving and we ended up eating our, the Thanksgiving meal at Miguel's, which oh, was man. really damn good. Yes. If anybody wants some of the best pizza ever, it is Miguel's. <laughs> Especially well, when you get done hiking or <laughs> yeah. doing overnighters and you're like ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that's cool about Miguel's is like it's just this little like building on the side of the road and you go in and they just hand you like a card that yep. has the, an insane amount of ingredients on it. <laughs> and you can just check as many of them as you want. And so you can just have this crazy unique pizza. That's like the small, like a little bit bigger than like a personal pizza, but not like tiny either. And, uh, it's like, what got like a, like a flatbread thin crust on it. It's fucking uh, yeah, amazing. It's like a, yeah, like a hand toss type. And all the ingredients are like super fresh and real and stuff. It's it's so good. Yeah. We went there uh I went we did three nights down or two nights, three days down there hiking. And uh we got there like the last morning because we got out earlier than I thought on a trail and um so we went there for breakfast and they, they like had like uh French toast or something. And with fruit on it and like like the way they do their ingredients, it's like whatever's the freshest or newest thing they have at the grocery store or wherever they got their fruit from was what they brought. And that's what you got on it. And that was really cool. Like they keep it really fresh foods and stuff. It's it, it looks like a hippie place if you drive up to it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you go around and talk with some of the climbers that are hanging out there, you'll be like, this is a hippie place. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a second uh, covered bridge down, or not covered bridge, natural bridge, a smaller one, too, that's on a little trail. It's pretty cool. Oh, like right by so, Miguel's there? No, it's uh, oh, okay. it's one of the trails in the gorge area, but it's it's not too long to get to it, but... It's got like a little waterfall and then you keep walking and then it's got a, another small natural bridge and it's one of the shorter loops you can do. But off of it is another trail that's just like insanely long and it's like one of the rough trails. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. We, that's the sort of hiking I like. Yeah, we it, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, <laughs> I got a good story about that, though. We tried going... <laughs> There's some spots like along it that we were trying to, me and my friends were trying to check out. And I had read online about a um, specific like trail. Somebody's like, oh, you should check this out and this out. And then you can cut up through here to get out. And you just need a compass to you know which direction to turn or whatever. So, you know, we're going on this trail and we check out. There's like an old moon shining still like in the mountainside in one spot. That was oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and then they got one spot called Hell's Kitchen. If you drop down into the like creek area, there's just like big cutout that has all this like red like I don't know what kind of rock it is, but it like has water slightly like drizzling down it, and it's all red stone, so it's like fiery looking and lobby looking, and they call it Hell's Kitchen. It's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, so we try we get off the trail to try to cut back so we don't have to like. If you go up this trail, you're going to be on it probably for a couple of days. But 
there's a way to cut off and get back to where your vehicles are. And we tried doing that and I had got a, a, uh, compass and we were following it and man, it led us right to the end of this cliff. And we're just standing there like, uh, this is a dead end. (laughs) 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 And it's, it's hard to get service down there in some spots, but, uh, I was like, all right, screw it. I got, I'm going to check my phone compass too. And I turned it on and it was showing the complete opposite North. And like, I was just like, (laughs) oh, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) So your old school compass was not telling you the right way. Yeah, it didn't have. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. It that's was like showing, some lost shit. Yeah, I was pissed. I, I threw it against a tree, and then I was like, "All right, we need to go back this way." So I ended up Boy being Scout like, tech is shit. I, and I was a Boy Scout, and I should have checked it. But <laughs> I had bought it at Walmart, like cheap, and I just assumed, I guess, it worked. But oh man. Because I don't even, I I think I still have my old compasses from back in the day. I just don't know what box they're in. <laughs> yeah. I got a, like a knockoff Swiss Army knife one year for Christmas that had a compass built into the side of it. Yeah. And so like I knew right where I was at and I knew where North was and I held it flat in my hand and looked at it and I was like, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's pretty bad that, I don't know. You would just, you trust the compass, man. <laughs> it's not like right? everybody uses them. <laughs> we all know it's supposed to point the way. <laughs> yeah. Like not everybody like knows how to properly use a compass. And of course I would get one that's showing completely opposite of what it is. And <laughs> like we were, we went off so off trail too. And we were like going through this really thick stuff. And like, so we all made a roto trees in the red and stuff. Yeah, it it was the worst. (laughs) And like there was this down tree and we made a rookie mistake and we're like walking on it, down it. And of course, I don't remember who was in back, but they fell, slid into me. And then I slid into my buddy in front of me. We're all sliding on this tree and like getting all cut up and stuff. I'm just like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But we made it back. Sounds like an epic, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was an adventure. Dude, I remember when when I was first getting into climbing and we went to this place in Iowa called Indian Bluffs and mm-hmm. it's a wildlife management area that's like this canyon that kind of zigzags around that this narrow creek cuts through the middle of and you got to drive out this maze of gravel roads to get to it. I mean, you were really in the middle of fucking nowhere when you're out there. Yeah. And um that buddy of mine that had been to the red before, he has no sense of direction in the woods. Like he can get lost in like minutes flat, you know? Yeah. And and I had another friend with me that had never really spent much time out in the woods and I had a map and a compass. And so I was like, dude, I know right where we're at. And like, <laughs> she gave the one dude for, that had, it was kind of like the, the guy who got me into climbing. He was yeah. like, Oh, you no, we're totally lost. We're totally lost. And I'm like, <laughs> trying to, we're like out in like, uh, stinging nettles that are like shoulder wow. high. And I'm trying to explain to him, I'm like, dude, I know right where we're at. He's like, how could you know where we're at? I'm like showing him, like, do you see how the needle's pointing north? Like, do you see that little spire of rock sticking out? Do you see this thing on the map that says chimney rock? Yep. (laughs) Like, I know right where the fuck we're at. Just trust me and shut up. (laughs) Oh, man. I think the first, I got into, the first time I ever actually climbed, climb was like, oddly enough, one of your past guests, Scott Schutte. 
You remember him talking about being at a Boy Scout camp that he used to work at? Yeah. I actually went to that camp, too, and I climbed that. That was the first time I ever actually, like, used full gear to climb anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> not not nylon ropes I bought from Walmart and tied them around me and hanging from trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you guys both grew up in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yep, born and raised there and moved, um... See, I got done with my freshman year in high school, so I was still 15 and just turning 16, and we moved down to Kentucky. Nice. So what was it like growing up in Minnesota? Um, well, I guess one of the obvious answers is cold. Um, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, I loved it. I, uh, I still miss it to this day. Um, you know, all my family's up there except for my parents. They're in New Mexico now, oddly. But um yeah, it it's if you're if you live in Minnesota and you're not an outdoorsy person, um you would probably a lot of people would be surprised. I mean, they you got some of the best fishing anywhere. I mean, it's a land of ten thousand lakes. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, we spent a lot of time doing fishing and camping and um, deer hunting is big up there. We got into that. Um, I did Boy Scouts, so I was out. I mean, we just pretty much lived outside. And actually from, I think it was second grade till, like I said, when we moved, we were uh, caretakers at a campground and actually lived at a campground for like nine years. And my parents ran it. Yeah, so we had like, 3,200 acres that we like had free rain on when it, we shut the campgrounds down for the winter. So yeah, some of the best memories I have was like <clears throat> me, mom and uh, my brother would, you know, take our dog and just go like hiking through the woods everywhere. And, you know, there was like these lakes that didn't have any like boat ramp access and they were out in the middle of nowhere. We'd go walk out to them and play in the drifts and, you know, yeah, so it was really cool. Um, a lot of my summers, I would spend working on the weekends, though, helping out with the campgrounds and stuff. And but when it was pretty fun, it was different. <laughs> That's good to learn that stuff at a young age, though. It teaches you a good work ethic. Yeah, and uh, I was, I mean, my dad always worked at auto auctions, and I actually was able to work. I think it was 13, and I don't know the way it works in Minnesota. But for some reason, I was able to get paid to work at, like, a cafeteria in the summer or something. But, yeah, they my parents always didn't argue with me wanting to get a job or anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, snowmobile or anything like that very much up there? We, we didn't really have the money to have one. Um, I had done it. Like, I had friends that had them, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same here. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I don't know. I don't know why we never really got into it, but everybody else was. <laughs> yeah, I knew it a lot. Like it seems like the further north you go, the more people that'll be into that. And yeah, like when I always just saw other people doing it, I was like, yeah, that looks okay. And then the first time I actually did it myself, I was like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is a lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> it's just man. Yeah, because, I mean, you almost get, like, fearless with it, too, because you're like, well, yeah. I'm just going to fall in snow. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go really fast. But then you get people that run into 
stuff. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard the stories of people who like they're going real fast at night and they don't realize they're about to go through a barbed wire fence. It like yep. takes their head right off. Oh yeah. Oh. And then there's a lot of the water skipping or whatever too. Oh yeah. I've seen that shit. No, we had a spot on one of the lakes by where we lived that had like, um, it was two lakes next to each other and it had a flow underneath them. And for some reason it kept this one spot open. And of course everybody had to try to go across it. And every once in a while you'd see a, a snowmobile sitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super illegal now though, I think. Oh, because they want to like protect the waterways and they don't want your fucking snowmobile sitting in it leaking oil and shit in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I would think <laughs> it's, that's another thing. Like, it's hard to explain to people in Kentucky, like down here, everybody calls a lake. Like for me, it's a pond. Like they're like, Oh yeah, we got this pay lake to go fishing. And I'm like, this is not fishing. This is a pond. <laughs> <laughs> and no, then like, look at the water. You can't even, if you cupped it in your hand, you wouldn't even be able to see your hand. Like it's disgusting, like dirty water. And you know, it, that's one thing about up North. Like it's just, the lakes are so clear and beautiful. The Mississippi's still great. Um, there's so much wildlife up there. I always wanted to go up to like the boundary waters and stuff and canoe up there, but never That'd got a chance awesome. to. That would be cool. I have friends that go and do that a lot, and I just live vicariously through their Facebook pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to do it. I just recently got a kayak for... Well, I got it for duck hunting, but <laughs> Dude, isn't kayaking fun? Oh yeah, I mean, I got Kelly into doing it too, so we've yeah. uh My wife Lindsay and I do it uh, every summer on the the river right by Yeah. There. And um yeah, I remember the one time we we went up this creek bed and actually paddled quite a ways upstream before there was enough trees going across to where we're like, ah, okay, let's not try and go across these ones. <laughs> and so we turned around, but I mean, it was, it was borderline creepy, but it was really cool. I'd never done anything like that before. Yeah. We, uh, have you ever gone, uh, canoeing with your wife? Uh, yep. We canoed for the first time this last summer. Did you guys almost get divorced? <laughs> no, it actually <laughs> went pretty well. And I think oh, we, okay. we even had the kids with us too. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because if we wouldn't to... have had the kids with us, we'd have been in a kayak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and Kelly tried it. It didn't go good. <laughs> get divorced. What a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did an overnight canoe trip in southern Kentucky here. and <laughs> Oh, man. Like, I had done it a bunch. She hadn't. And so I was, like, trying to be, like, paddle over here and, like, she, I was like, I'm steering the boat. I'm in the back, like the back person <laughs> steers. So don't worry about that. So well, she'd keep switching pat the sides. And I was just like, okay, you're killing me. Like, just stay on one side. <laughs> <laughs> so we argued a bunch and it was really hot and we were wore out because it was a long, long trip. So yeah, we stick to kayaks. <laughs> <laughs> They're so much easier to steer. Oh yeah. They're easier to flip though too. That is true. Yeah, um, and they're sucked to try to get back out of. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember I canoed a lot when I was younger. I used to go to the summer camp um, in in Iowa, and it'd just be like a week week summer trip for um, 
I think I did it for three or four years in a row, but it was like on this like nasty backwater. And so they'd take us out in the canoes and inevitably somebody would just flip the canoe on purpose. And then you'd be in like four <laughs> foot deep water with, you know, it's just all silt on the bottom and you're like sinking up to your, you know, up to your mid shins. Oh yeah. In that gross, like gelatinous <laughs> mud. It's like, this is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I hate every motherfucker that was in this canoe with me. <laughs> huh. Yeah. We, we, when I was in Boy Scouts up there, we did, uh, we went into some rough stuff. I had a buddy that was in there and me and him were like the known canoe guys. Like they always did this thing at that camp and, uh, it was like each group, like, they do a, like a, a competition the last day or something. And me and him were always like the canoe racing people. And so that was always a lot of fun. But it, yes, there's some pretty fun places to canoe up there. Especially the Mississippi, if you want to take that on. <laughs> yeah, the Mississippi in a canoe sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, we would, uh, I, I was pretty young, but I, I still remember, I don't know if we did it multiple times. There's this uh, river called C- uh, Crow Wing River up in uh, northern Minnesota and we'd get on it and then it bleeds into the Mississippi and I remember doing a day long trip with my parents it was, yeah, my mom and dad and then me and my brother and I remember being pissed because I lost my fishing pole like my little Mickey Mouse one or something <laughs> <laughs> it like got hooked on something and like we were in a strong current and like dad tried pulling on it and then the pole just went flying. I was like, Oh, there goes that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. The most terrifying thing is like, there's a lot of dams too. Yeah. And so like, I don't, maybe it's just because I was a kid and I'm just like making it worse than what it's. I don't know the way I remember it. I remember this tree hanging over in front of this dam and this is like a dam that's like over a hundred feet tall, like a tall one. And I remember this tree hanging out with this rope dangling down that you're supposed to grab onto to make sure you like can get to shore right there and stuff. And for some reason, I remember that tree being a lot closer to the dam than it probably really was. Like, I feel like I was staring down this dam, like the water going down it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still remember that. And it like freaks me out, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's made up in my head. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like every time you recall it, it gets a little bit worse, a little bit scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's never what it seems like. Oh, yeah. Memory's a funny thing like that. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It just makes me wonder how many memories are really, you know, I mean, as a kid, you have all these like adventures and of course they're bigger probably than what they really were. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember right after high school, I went on a fishing trip with a few friends. Uh, they had um, uh, two of their – so what was it? It was either the one guy or both of the guys, their dads like co-owned a cabin up on a lake. I don't remember what the lake was, but it was up past Bemidji. Okay. And uh, so we went up there and fished for three days, and we didn't catch shit. But, <laughs> but when you had brought that up earlier about – you know, the you grew up around lakes in Minnesota, and then you know there are more ponds down here. Like, yeah, that's that was some big water up there, 
And yeah. I remember being in just a little John boat and it was kind of windy and man, the white caps on that, <laughs> like it was almost, it was kind of freaky. Yeah. It's that... like, dude, should we be out here if these fucking waves are this big? <laughs> like we're not going to catch shit. What are we doing? Yeah. Malax is bad for that. Cause he, uh, it's so big. You can't see across it and it gets some, it gets rough, real rough. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, it's not worth it, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that we we drove like ten hours up there, fished for three days. One of us caught an eight-inch northern or an eight-inch walleye. It was like laughably small. Yeah, but it was like the only fish that was caught, and it took a long time to catch it. So we were oh like, "Holy gosh. shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back and was fishing in like a farm pond in Iowa, and I caught like twelve fish in an hour. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> when I got yeah. back and I was like, fucking go figure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really just more about the experience. Cause like I'd never gone off and done something like that. I mean, we were all only like 18 years old or so. Oh, okay. And, uh, we'd like figured out how to get some beer bought and we stashed it way deep in the <laughs> trunk. And so we had several cases of beer up there with us and a couple of the, yeah, I think the two, de- the, the two guys that owned the cabin up there, I think they worked at Quaker Oats in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> and so we had all these boxes of oops, all berries of the crunch nice. berries. And so we had crunch berries and beer. Oh, and that was like our staple. <laughs> <laughs> Try eating like that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That just sounds like diabetes. When, yeah. When you're a kid though, you can, you can handle eating like that. But <laughs> if I ate like that now, I'd be like dead by in two days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh. sugar on top of beer <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah probably really hung over <laughs> yeah i remember we stacked up a really impressive pyramid of cans up against the one wall it was like six foot tall oh nice yeah, yeah. they did that at hockey games here oh no shit yeah there's a a small team in cincinnati like a a minor league team and they do like their wet Wednesday or thirsty Thursday and you'll see these guys stacking up a pyramid on the glass and hoping nobody, you know, runs into it. And then when they do, of course, everybody cheers and <laughs> that's, funny. that's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> man, I haven't been to a hockey game in forever. Yeah, we see it's it's funny. Like, I think Kelly and I went to. Man, I, yeah, I, I lived in Minnesota and I never even went to a hockey game up there. But um, we, uh, I went to a game with her. They had the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks here for a little bit, which was awesome because I love the Mighty Ducks movies, and which was filmed in Minnesota, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being obsessed with that first one when I was a kid. Oh, I know. I'm still obsessed with. It. I still watch those movies. I don't even know how I can watch them, but I do. I love, <laughs> love them. Love them. Some classic get on Paul podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> movies from the heart. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I have a feeling Paul would be one stoked person about listening that. to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he might. You never know. <laughs> Paul's He's awesome. He's stoked about everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we uh 
we went to that, and then they that that one kind of died off when the NHL was kind of hurting, and so we had the Cincinnati Cyclones here, and we we were going when she was in college up in northern Kentucky, uh, right by Cincinnati. She we went like every time I went up there and visited her, we were going to a hockey game too. So it was it was we went a lot. We probably could have got season tickets and actually <clears throat> went to most of the games too. But we haven't been in a long time. I mean, we got the jerseys and everything. We just haven't gone for a while. Yeah, Cedar Rapids has a, I don't know, it'd be like a minor league hockey, whatever whatever yeah. that would be called. And uh, it's called the Rough Riders. And oh. that would have been the last one that I went to. And I remember it was really fun. Oh, yeah. The minors are way more fun to watch. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I've, I'm not the biggest sports fan. I usually get pretty bored with stuff like that. But hockey was always one that... I thought was fun. Yeah. I, I love watching hockey live, especially. I, uh, and I've, I've never actually played it on a real rink. I've never even skated in a real rink, but I, really? I did, I did it. Yeah. But I did, I did a lot of ice skating on frozen ponds and stuff. Oh, well, we okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I never played like anything serious, but you know, I had hockey sticks and pucks and stuff and I'd go out and play around with it and, in the oh, summertime, yeah. I'd play it on rollerblades, and I'd go to the local uh, tennis court when, if there weren't people playing. Nice. <laughs> I'd go back and forth until I got <clears> caught, <throat> and they'd yell at me for having rollerblades, you know, on that like tennis court surface or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's weird. Like down here, you don't have to really pay for sports, um, but man, in Minnesota, you had to pay to play a lot of sports, and hockey was expensive. And you had to pay for all your own gear and stuff. So like That's I, I never was just gonna say. Yeah, I never got to play, but I mean backyard, yeah, we played like crazy. Street hockey. I'll probably go through two or three pairs of skates or rollerblades every yeah, almost every summer until I finally just bought some like really heavy duty like K two like actual like rollerblades for playing and it it was yeah. We played a lot. <laughs> Rollerblading's fun. Fruit booting? No. <laughs> Fruit booting? <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, really? That's what the skaters, the uh, skateboarders always said. They're fruit boots. Oh, okay. Yeah, because everybody's going to talk shit, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But now there's more, the the scooters are worse, so I don't yeah. think being on rollerblades is bad. <laughs> they can band together and all make fun of the people on the scooters. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we used to get into all that stuff, watch all the X games and try rollerblading and biking. And I mean, we like come, uh, we lived in that campgrounds and <clears throat> so we lived by a beach and they had all these buildings and, you know, like stairs and every, anything you can play on to get in, you know, in trouble on and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, we were I, always running amok. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in this small town and so I'd, when I got my rollerblades, I'd usually go to like the local high school because there was a sidewalk that pretty much went around the whole thing. And then there was stairs yep. and they had like some of the like cement blocks that, you know, you could almost sit on if you were waiting, but you could like go skating up really fast and jump and go over the top of it and bounce right back down off the other side. And yeah. Uh, and then I watched the movie airborne and it was like, I got to learn to do this shit. And it's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever remember that movie? I think I did see that one. I remember we got big into watching, uh, was it Rocket Power? I think they did that on a cartoon. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. 
Yeah, I, I didn't have cable, but when one of my buddies told us about it, we watched it, and it, that's all they do on that show, too. And then, yeah. like I said, the X Games, of course. Yeah, the X Games were awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Airborne was this movie about this dude who like lives in California, and then he has to go to it's like Cleveland or I don't know some place where like hockey's a lot bigger, and so he's like not fitting in, and he he he's living with his cousin, and Seth Green is his cousin. Oh, jeez. And they're getting bullied at the school, and Jack Black is one of the fucking bullies. It's like from the hockey team. And so it's like, yeah, it's like old school Seth Green and Jack Black, but they're not the main characters. They're just like side characters in it. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. And so eventually the like his folks back home or whatever mail him his rollerblades. And then it's like now he's kind of connecting with people because he like knows how to skate and shit like that or whatever. But he's like doing like cool tricks and shit and a decent movie for a 90s movie. It was pretty decent, (laughs) but it got me way fucking excited to rollerblade it sounds like one of those disney movies that they always came out with like i don't know if you ever heard of motocrossed it's like the, this dirt bike one or something they always had the they had better movies back in the day that were like disney made but they were like disney tv made and kind of like lifetime stuff for disney but <laughs> <laughs> they had like that i remember watching that motocrossed one like crazy just because it was cool and i always wanted to have like a dirt bike and stuff which now i got a motorcycle so i guess i kind of got close but it's not as sporty (laughs) okay airborne was uh 1993 (laughs) oh geez it's a 29 percent on rotten tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) so it's about justice league worthy then no (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he he moves to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> so basically, it was my life story. No. <laughs> In 1993, at least I was 13. <laughs> I was 13 when I was inspired by it. <laughs> yeah, it was, what I been, three, uh, yeah, seven, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's about when I was probably still watching cartoons, watching Batman all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Bat- we definitely got to talk about Batman. Oh, yes. So where did, you I love mean, of, where did your love of Batman first come in? Uh, um, well, I mean, it, I think it had to do with, like, my, my dad and, you know, uh, when that 89 and was it 91? No. Yeah, 91 is when the second one came out, right? Mm, don't quote me on that one. I know the first one was definitely 89. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's like 89 and then like 91, 92. Cause I think 92 is when the animated series came out. But, um, so yeah, like when that all hit, that was, I was at the perfect age for all of it. I mean, it's <clears throat> granted that movie's really dark and I probably shouldn't have been seeing it, but I did. And I remember going with my cousins and stuff to see that movie and, and then the show, we always watch the cartoon, and um, I know it stuck with Batman Beyond too. We got into that a lot, and I don't know, Dad, Dad really got into it, um, and it just—I don't know—I was just that was the right age for it, and Batman stuck for me. I didn't really get into reading comics and stuff. Um, I, w- I was here and there because I had a friend 
um, that did read comics, but yeah, I didn't, have, I didn't get into the comic part of it until I probably moved down here and started buying a bunch of graphic novels. But that's how it started with me. It was graphic novels, Batman, Batman graphic novels was the first one you got. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I think that was my first one, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking good one to start with, dude. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I think it was Dark Knight Returns and then Hush, I think, was the second one I got. See, I read Dark Knight Returns and then Dark Knight Strikes again. Yeah, and... I got told not to read that, so <laughs> I have it, and I read it, but not right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my second one, and I was kind of like, huh? I was like, the art's really not as good in this one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hush is one of my favorites, man. That one's excellent. Yeah, I love that. It's Jim Lee, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's 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 great. That, that's how I imagine comic books. I know it's not like, <clears throat> I guess for me, when I think of like the new school comic books, like that was definitely Jim Lee's art was like, this is what comic books look like. Even though if you look back at the old stuff, it's not what comic books look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, like his art. Art's beautiful. Jim Lee's my favorite. He's he's right up there. I I love how intensely detailed he is. I like the amount of exaggeration that he draws into the human form, and it's great. And for me, his art it's it's far better than the um, animated series stuff. But like, it just kind of I don't know. It was like a, it was like a detailed version of the animated series stuff for me. It's probably why it kind of sticks out too. But that was yeah. all Bruce Tim, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I was gonna yeah. say comparing like the animated series art style to to like Hush is like that's really apples and oranges. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all Batman, but um, it's the there's a principle in art called less is more, and I'm a big fan of that also. But you really can't call the Jim Lee style less is more. No, but no. <laughs> you you could totally call the animated series style that because they managed to do a whole lot with you know a lot less going on on the paper, you know. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. Th- this is the weird thing about art, right? It's just so subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, I I'll be honest. I mean, when I first saw the Capullo Batman, I wasn't like totally sold on it either be honest at first like i was just like uh because he added the yellow around the logo didn't he was he the first to do that uh he he just drew it in a different way but the yellow around the logo kind of goes back a long ways because in the comics he would always say that you know he has this bright logo on his chest that is you know on an otherwise dark suit because that's where his chest that's where his um suit is the most armored yeah so that's generally where bullets are going to be flying at him exactly it's a target on his chest yeah oh kelly got me uh volume one two and three of the golden age batman books so oh nice i i haven't read any that old how are they i i haven't got into them yet i've trying to keep up with all my other books and i bought i got three or four of the volumes of the capullo and uh snyder run the new 52 stuff so because i hadn't read all of it i had read sections of it like i read uh what was it death of the family and 
I loved it. So I was like, well, I better get the rest of these books. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that to pick them up. Oh, you haven't read them yet. I've only read the first two volumes. Of, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, yeah. That's Batman. the best. That court of owl stuff is so good. I it have is. got through those. Yeah. I really hope Ooh. they adapt that into a movie at some point because it would, it, it'd be great. It would show the detective in Batman and it would really show audiences something that they've never seen before in a Batman movie either. I mean, unless you're a real hardcore Batman fan, you don't know who the fucking Court of the Owls are. No, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they did introduce that into Gotham, so I don't know how many, like... Uh, that's true. Anybody that sticks with Gotham that isn't already kind of a Batman <laughs> fan. But then again, you have Batman fans that really, really hate it and won't watch it. So I don't I don't know who's watching it. But <laughs> I've always refused to watch Gotham. And I've heard people whose like opinions, especially in the leftover army that I trust, that really like Gotham, but I I I can't do it. There's something deep in my soul where I'm like I, I, I don't care if you have to look at it like it's an Elseworld story. I'm not fucking watching yep. this. <laughs> you have to look at it like that. It's the see, like the thing that's got me hooked to it is the casting of like the villains. Like, I just yes, they're all way older than Batman in this, and it doesn't line up right at all. But like so far, like the people they've been casting for villains has just been spot on. Like they. The guy they got for Penguin, the Riddler, all of them just just been great. I thought. I even like that kid that's playing Jerome, that's gonna be Joker or whatever. Like, I think he's one of the better screen or people to ever play Joker on screen, and he hasn't even technically been called Joker yet. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, he he's wild on that. I may get to it someday, but so far I've been pretty strong in my anti Gotham stance. Yeah, I, I would wait till it's done. It, which I think it'll probably be done this season. I don't. <laughs> I just can't see them getting enough following, and it, it's just kind of getting. I don't know. I'm excited for them bringing back characters, but at the same time, it's just kind of. It already feels like. It's just it's so all over the place, man. If you you just really gotta try so hard to look past that, and sometimes you can't. <laughs> <laughs> It, I have trouble sometimes, but have you read the Death of the Family? That it was like Volume Three, volume three. I think. No, that's yeah. the next one I need to buy. I started reading it. yeah, I started reading it in digital, but I yeah. haven't finished the whole thing yet. Oh, it's it's really good. I I love that. Um, I actually had bought it first. Like it's it's a it's a Joker novel. Like it's just the Joker Death of the Family one. And then <clears throat> super creepy cover. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually, I think it's the first, the first, uh, comic, like the individual, um, issue is the, one of the ones I had, uh, Capullo and Snyder sign when I saw them at the Cincinnati comic expo this year or well, just this last year, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like a, a kind of a, it still has like the green and purple, but it's like a, just a, uh, black and white kind of outlined one cover like a one out of every hundred cover or something and it was pretty sweet yeah that's awesome man i'd fanboy out a lot <laughs> i would try yeah. really hard not to <laughs> i uh 
it was cool because we I, I we bought the VIP passes to go there, and I was like, all right, so we're gonna we can go in a half an hour before everybody else, and I was like, I want to get there early and just find out where Capullo and Snyder are gonna be. That way, when it comes signing time, I know where I need to be, like a you know like a true nerd. Um, and so I go over there, and those two are standing at their table, like just chilling, like with their manager or something. I'm like, uh, can I get a picture with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, heck yeah, man. And so I got that picture with him. I was super pumped, and I was so bummed because Jordan had asked me, like, to ask about, you know, he, I think he asked everybody to have, like, a super or a super cast promo done. And I was like, actually, he might even ask for a comic cast one, too, at the time. But, uh, nice. I, like, got done doing the picture, and they had to leave because they were doing a panel right away. And, of course, my wife's like, "Did you? You totally forgot to ask him about that. Like that would have been the perfect time." I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I was so bummed." And they like, it was bad. They had like cutoffs on the lines. Like every time they signed, they were only signing so many each time. And so, like the first time they had their like first signing, like they had. Uh, had a line cut off and like somebody blocking it and we got up there and like oh nope this is the end of it we're only doing like 100 people at a, like each signing session i'm like holy crap so we ended up i ended up just sitting there for like three hours until the next one and got in line so <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it was awesome though I, I loved it but it'd been nice to actually walk around for a while yeah so you ever- pretty much just spent the whole time camped out yeah basically wow. until i got done with that and then i was like all right now what do we get to go do <laughs> <laughs> i had recently from man this is turning into comic cast but uh i recently got a what is it the first appearance of wasp from my uh wife's uncle like or well it's actually her aunt but she had like a bunch of comics like sitting in a drawer she'd got from somebody like 20 years ago. And she's like, yeah, you can have them. And it's like looking through them. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She's like, Oh, you can have it. I, you know, I just had them sitting there for 20 years. So I don't care. And I was like, uh, are you sure this is a higher dollar one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gave it to me. I still got it. I've, I thought about trying to trade at that expo though, but Never found anybody that I wanted to make the trade for. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mainly just collect Batman stuff, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm always down to talk comics, dude. It's Comic books are a big part of my life. It's uh, I read yeah. I read a lot of them. <laughs> it's, so it's yeah. something that's always on my mind, you know? But you're, like, way deeper in it. Like, you, you've... I've got a few image I've jumped into, but... You know, I've I've basically over the years only bought like Batman graphic novels, and then here uh, it was sometime this last summer. I was like, I was like, man, I want to start going to like a comic shop, and like, you know, I I live out in the middle of nowhere out here, and it takes me an hour and a half to get to my comic shop. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So I go like once every two weeks, and 
my buddy goes with me and he actually, we both, I started a pull list and I was like, Hey man, I'm, I go up there. Like he's off every other Friday. I was like, let's go up there on that Friday and you can get a pull list too. And so we both started doing that and I'm really liking that. And even Kelly got into reading comics, which I love. Yeah. I saw on Facebook that she'd read Alex and Ada. Yeah. I picked that Like somebody had brought a huge collection in and, uh, they just didn't want to dig through them, I guess, but they uh, were selling every comic in the boxes for 99 cents. And they had like, I think like eight short boxes and uh, they had the whole run of it in there. So I bought them all for 15 bucks. That's a fucking steal. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, ah, oh. and, and I, I remember uh, Jared talking about them, like saying it was, I, I think he says his favorite you yeah, know that, run of all time that's, that's gafford's all favorite all-time favorite comic yeah and so i was like yeah maybe it, it didn't the covers that didn't look like something i would love but I, I mean i'm sure i would i just haven't read it but she oh, was like it no no oh. she read it she loved it though Did so she now tear I got up? Her. uh i don't remember dude that the end of that book like wow it was good it was very good um the the awesome thing about alex and ada and it's at some point i'm gonna do a, a comic talk episode on here where uh i told gafford i was like dude you're in on that one i will schedule it around you nice <laughs> and he's like yes I'm like yeah <laughs> like Man, it would I, be weird to talk alex and ada and not have him on you know mm-hmm <laughs> Been trying to get Kelly to jump on a podcast with somebody too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the with these ones too. Like every time I have one coming up, like I want to get as many people from the Leftover Army in on these as they want. So, so like pretty much all of them. Like unless they're ones where I've already you know spoken with people, <laughs> like, yeah. so like the slots are kind of filled up on it. But I mean, there's a lot of titles that I've read, and I and I'm I'd be stoked to talk about all of them. Yeah, I know. you've got me wanting to buy so many image books that dude ugh. image titles have really taken over the the entertainment part of my life where like a lot of TV shows were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I can get so much more so much more entertainment out of some of these well, image books. See, like when Kelly started, like when I got a pull list, I uh she like wanted wonder woman and she liked superman and so we got those for her and then i don't know like i put super sons on there or something and um so she was reading those and now that i got her that alex and ada one she's like well this this is like really good and i was like yeah you need to be reading image books because i was like this is like image is like the adult like real stories like good stories like heavy stuff like whereas dc like is don't get me wrong. Like DC right now is killing it in my opinion, but, um, it's still superhero stuff. You know what I mean? It's like super yeah. fictional. Whereas like image can still have that like real world feel in a lot of their books. Well, almost all of them, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. depends on what corner of image you're going at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I uh, totally know what you mean. There are a lot of books like that. Yeah, I need to get her up to the shop. I told her, it's like, you need to just go through and sit up there for a good hour or two and just look through all the image books and see if there's something maybe you want to add to the list. I think I added one for her that she saw in the previews book. So 
Yeah, she's definitely bit on the got bit by the image bug there. So yeah, my pull list started off with just pretty much all DC books, a couple Marvel ones, and now it's to the point where the vast majority is image in my pull list. Yeah, I believe it, it. Yeah, if it weren't for all the different dark metal, dark knights metal titles and stuff coming out, like in the fact that the flash has a book out twice a month or yeah. Yeah. It's every other week on the flash. Um, that one's been on my pull list since the beginning. Um, I I love what Joshua Williamson's doing with the flash. Yeah. That's my buddy's main one. He gets, I, I, I don't know why I haven't got them. I'll probably get those in the volumes, but I love the Batman run they got. So I've been pretty deep in it. The Tom King book. Yeah. 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 I I think it started out kind of slow. And it's it's among some of the best Batman books I've read recently. Are you current on it? Uh, I might have one sitting in my pile over there. Okay, did you read the story arc? It was just like a two parter. That was like, uh, like kind of like the du- it culminated in the double date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. In that second issue, okay, so so Batman in the comics now is, um. I don't. I don't know if I'd call this a spoiler because they showed it on a fucking cover. Yeah, because it's a big cover. It's yeah, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So, so Batman and Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle are engaged. Yeah. And um. And there's this excellent issue where it's Batman and Selina, or Batman and Catwoman, kind of like out on patrol, and she's like badgering him into, "When are you going to tell Superman?" about this and then at the same time it's superman talking with lois (laughs) and they're having the same conversation (laughs) and it's so great and then at the end of the issue like they just by happenstance meet and they're just kind of staring at each other and then the girls are the ones who step forward and introduce each other yep (laughs) and then the next issue gets so much better dude that double date like i was smiling ear to ear from the beginning to the end of that book yeah it's so good. I need to, actually. It was like Kelly. You need to read these because these yes. are actually you would really love it. <laughs> oh, like the way that I first felt about Tom King when I read those first couple story arcs, I was like, "Wow, this is well." At least I got All Star Batman I can read. Yeah, and, and now it's to the point where it's like I don't really give a shit what's going on All Star Batman. I just want more of these Tom King books. Well, see, I started on the the Tom King ones with the. Um, the joke or the war of joke and riddles or riddles and jokes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and then a I art. bought all the back issues, but uh, yeah, it, that was, I loved that little storyline and like the little hints towards like the 89 Batman and stuff were so good in it. <laughs> I love that they had the scene with like in the 89 Batman movie. Like there's the part where Joker, like, supposedly has surgery or whatever and he's like mirror mirror you know to the Uh cheap little surgeon but in the comic it was riddlers that was getting surgery done so it was really cool yeah you have that bullet hole in his his gut and he takes a scalpel and just carves it a question mark up above it yes it's so awesome oh like (laughs) like tom king made the like the riddler like kind of a badass yeah i really like the riddler in there Riddler's one of my favorite characters, though, because I I just like how, again, he's kind of got the Batman feel. Like he he doesn't have like 
he just uses his intelligence to like hang with all these like super villains and kind of like Batman. He's just like good at what he does enough to where he can hang with all these like super like these gods and it's just really cool how Riddler like I don't know he doesn't you have to fight Batman or nothing like and he can still just completely screw him up <laughs> yeah um I remember when the war of jokes and riddles was coming up and I was like how are they gonna do this how are they gonna have a flashback written in the middle of this and I love the way they did it to where it was Bruce and Selena hanging out yep. and him saying, there's <laughs> something I need to tell you that happened. Yep. And then it all wraps up. And at the end of it, that's, you know, when he pops the question. And then did you catch that in the double date issue where uh, Lois is asking Selena, you know, how did he propose? And she's like, Oh my God, he was about to say it. And then he said, but first I got to tell you a story about kite man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I laughed so fucking hard at that. (laughs) I'm gonna have to put something in the show notes on this. That we have some mild Batman spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you're not current. Do not listen to this episode. As soon as you're talking about Rebirth Batman, maybe just skip a little bit, (laughs) or don't get offended. But at this point, I mean, people should know that when you, when I talk about comics on here, I I tend to spoil shit. But yeah, I mean, it's hard not to though. Yeah, well, there's that, not much to talk about then. I mean, it is true that I've I've never been much of a spoiler pussy. You know, it's like I want to know. For the oh most yeah, part. yeah, oh yeah. So, so some of the superhero movies and stuff, I I try to stick away from spoilers, but also it's like you know what? No matter even even if I know the whole fucking plot, I'm still gonna want to see the thing. See, for me, it's like Star Wars. I'm just like, give it all to me. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I love the movies. Like I don't get. A, I've never got into like any of the like book stuff with him. Um, I do read the new Vader run. But uh Dude, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really good. I don't think I'm current on it though, just because I don't think I've been up to the shop in a week or so. But it might have been a couple weeks, but yeah, it's 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 so good. I mean, it's awesome. I wish I just want a movie of it though now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I need the I need a, a Vader solo movie. Why aren't they talking about that? You know, why, I, I, why are they talking about like a, a Yoda movie or a fucking Boba Fett movie or a Bounty Hunters movie? It's like, give us a fucking Vader movie. Everybody was so stoked about that scene at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a whole movie of that. But I want I want that time period. I want what they're talking about in the comic right now. Like, I yeah. want the three to four, like, in between there. Yeah. The, yep, exactly. And that's basically that exact same time period of what took place there at the end of Rogue One. Yep, exactly. And the thing is, is like, I mean, you could easily argue that's there's already six movies about Vader, but <laughs> not I really. Mean, I mean, he, he yeah. popped in and out of them, but I mean, I want to see him as the main character. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. Oh, I, know, <laughs> you think I do want hard? the Kenobi one. Yeah, the Kenobi one would also be good, but on the Vader one, do you think it would be hard to have a main character whose face you never see? I mean, <sighs> granted, they did it with Dread, but I mean, you could still see half of his face. 
<laughs> but I mean, there's really no way to convey emotion really through Vader, and so you'd almost have to find a way to ride around that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, with the comic though, like you really, you don't see his face in it, and they write it good enough to where you get it. But Vader's pretty simple at that at that time period. I think. I mean, he's uh. <sighs> just the anger and the emotion with him is so strong. Like, I think it's, yeah, uh, he's so he, given over to the dark side of the force at that point that, yeah, it's almost yeah. a given. You almost don't even need to explain it because it's like so obvious the way he just like, especially in that comic, like he just kills everything and everything. Like it's, 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 it's like, uh, you're going to have to chill dude. Like yeah. you can't just kill everything. <laughs> I mean, you, didn't need to you can killing but... my soldiers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna have anything left. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it it is good. I know. What did you think about that new Star Wars? Not to get too deep into that. Oh no, we can talk about that. Um, I I really liked it. Um, I did think that it was a little long. Uh, there was as the second um the second act was wrapping up. I was feeling like that was going to be the end of the movie. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute, we haven't even seen Crate yet. And I was like, oh, man, there's still a lot of movie left here. Um, I, I thought I, the same thing about that. Yeah, I, I was I was happy with it overall, though. I mean, um, you know, any any problems in – I listened to pretty much all the Leftover Army podcasts that, that covered it. <laughs> and um, – you know, I I couldn't argue like especially with the supercast. You know, they were they they had, um, you know, the most gripes about it, and that's totally cool. And there wasn't like I I really couldn't, yeah. Like you know you know how David was David was was kind of more my voice on that one, <laughs> where, where uh, he was okay. like like I liked it, I liked it. I can't I can't argue with what you guys are saying. Really, I see where you're coming from, but I liked it, and that's kind of how I felt on it as well. Yeah, is that you know, by no means was it a perfect movie, but but it was good enough for me. Yeah, I uh, the first time I saw it, I saw it with my buddy, and we both just like when we got done with it, like I was like, it's good, but I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, kind of like, I guess dumbfounded a little bit, just like. I don't know. It was a lot to take in for me. <laughs> it really was. Like I, I just, I agree with you. Like that. See, like the whole chase thing, like didn't really bother me that much. Like because I, I, I don't. I pay attention so much to like. There's only like parts of it. I really, I don't almost don't even care about all the like Finn stuff and all that stuff. I almost only care about like the Jedi stories. So all that stuff's just kind of background to Luke and Leia and uh, Ray and, you know, Kylo and stuff like their stuff is like what I want. So, and the Snoke stuff and all like all that. So for me, that's just like filler until I get what I want. And it was just, I'm like you like that, that second or the whole, you know, throne room stuff was just like, this is the end of the movie. They just cut out a ton of the movie. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, it kept going. I was like, okay, there's, there's more. And 
after that fight in that throw room, I, w- I was disappointed with what happened on Crate just because I expected more when Kylo and Luke, you know, matched up. Um, especially after what I saw in that throne room. But the second time I saw it with Kelly, like she loved it. And like, I had a lot of fun and actually like, that's another thing that was weird. Like I saw it opening day and nobody clapped, nobody cheered at stuff or like laughed out loud or nothing. And I saw it two weeks later with Kelly and people cheered afterwards, clapping and loved it. And I was just like, what is, uh, is it just everybody was too snooty the first day or what? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it is a different movie, but it's still good. Any clues on the direction it could go after this? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't have fucking any. <laughs> The, the well, that's just it. Like them throwing JJ back in there, it, you just you don't even know. We may be going straight back to the Force Awakens. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff that just happened may almost be obsolete because he may want to bring Snoke's story into it. He may want, you know, Luke will be a Force ghost, but he may be around. Spoilers, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Luke will be Luke may be around the whole time. <laughs> God, I'm definitely not putting a warning in about that. <laughs> Damn it! This is like a Han Solo thing. All <laughs> okay, dude. It is the 12th of January. Okay, if you, if you haven't seen it yet, then I'm sorry. I can't guard against spoilers a month later. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like JJ may. Especially when they're that funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was almost a Hans dead thing. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, I'm sorry. You were making a point about JJ. (laughs) Well, I just, with JJ, like, he may want, uh, like, I think he wanted that stuff to mean stuff in his movie. And then now, you know, was it Ryan Johnson or Brian? Ryan. 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 Yeah, Ryan Johnson, like, kind of just like, said well everything jj like made a point to make a big deal out of like that's all nothing and shit now so i'm wondering if jj is gonna bring it back and like say like well here's snoke's story and this is why like that dude is extremely powerful it's just crazy to not know anything you know but i can live without it but at the same time like that dude's like one of the most powerful people we've seen yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up, too, because I randomly thought about Snoke this morning, and I was like, he had force lightning and shit. The only other person we've yeah. seen with force lightning was Emperor Palpatine. Exactly. And so, but, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was still happy with The Last Jedi. Yeah. I would have been happy also to, like, know a little bit about Snoke and, and some of the other stuff that they did leave unresolved from Force Awakens, but... I, I just went into it with very little expectations. And so I was able to come away, you know, pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the internet shitstorm that followed was great too. Oh God, dude. I was, <laughs> I almost didn't even get on the leftover army page anymore. I was getting so frustrated looking at it. 
Because every time some anything on there was just like an argument about it or somebody trolling somebody about it or just like, oh, God, <laughs> it's just like, OK, what happened to the army here? Yeah. We, need to, <laughs> we need to stricken this month from the record. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the dark times at that moment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, that whole thing, the whole leftover army, just it blows my mind. How yeah, I'm so glad Kelly's even jumped into it because it's just it's so cool being part of it. Like it's crazy because you like you get told everything. Like the internet's evil and everybody's full of shit on the internet, and just having this one little random group like that's not small at all anymore. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, it's gotten huge. It's crazy. Yeah. I never would even podcasting if I wasn't part of that. Like, and just was like, well, that's because I had that idea for months. And then I was just like, well, I ain't got the nerves to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For me, you know, I, when I started listening to podcasts, I got in with listening to uh, Joe Rogan experience. Mm -hmm. And it was actually because he interviewed, um, uh, Alex Honnold, who have you ever heard of him? That climber? No, that crazy dude that does a lot. He's done some really high profile stuff without ropes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's really pretty scary. They have any documentaries on them or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to have to. I'll put I'll put some I'll put some videos up on the on the Startcast Facebook page because, um, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. He's. He's got this unique ability that is like even quite unique amongst climbers in that he can shut fear off and it doesn't really allow him. He could just do what he does and not let like a fear completely take over and overwhelm his mind. Like he's climbed the biggest walls in Yosemite, like 3000 foot walls without a rope. Oh man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And one of them, he didn't even have his fucking chalk bag when he left the ground. Oh yeah, he got like a few hundred feet up, and he was like, "Oh shit, I don't have any chalk." <laughs> like he passed some people that were like sleeping on a ledge, and he was like, "Hey, can I borrow a chalk bag?" And they're like, "Uh, okay, this is the I best day of my ropes. life." Alex Honnold just <laughs> fucking shows up on the ledge that I'm sleeping on and asks for a chalk bag. <laughs> and so yeah, it, like he was on 2020, and and he's done some pretty high profile, is at least in the in the climbing community, pretty high profile videos and stuff. So I'll, I'll put that up so you can see it. Yeah. That'd be but, awesome. um, but yeah, so he was on a really old episode of Rogan. It's like in the three hundreds. Okay. And, um, it's so like Rogan's like up in the thousands now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it was like three hours long and you know, I, I had a job at the time where I could listen to podcasts at work and that took up almost half my work day. And so nice. I really got into listening to Rogan and a bunch of different Kevin Smith ones. And like Kevin Smith and Rogan would both always tell people, you know, oh, you should totally do podcasting. It's so easy. It's so much fun. And, you know, it's one thing to hear like a celebrity that has millions of people listening to their show say that. And then I started listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. And then. I'd never heard a podcast done like that where they had interaction with their listeners. Like people would actually write them emails and like even people would write them shitty emails and they'd read the (laughs) shitty emails and fucking just tear the people apart in like the funniest way. 
Yeah. You know, and in PCL's got all those great bumpers and stuff that, like, their iTunes rating bumper is still one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the offspring and the lyrics are hilarious. Yes. And it's just great. And so just right away, I fell in love with the way that, that Brian was doing pop culture leftovers. And then when I fell in with the army and then met all these other people, and, and then that was kind of the, the final push to where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm because I've always been a talker to the point where like my, my wife will just like roll her eyes out. Like I'll go up to people. I don't even know if I like run into them out in the woods or something like, Hey, where are you from? How'd you find this place? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've always been good at talking to people, like, especially one-on-one. See, I, that's what, that was what was hard for me is just like, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't guess it, dude. We've been having a great conversation now for going on 90 minutes. Oh, and dude. It, like, it, I've listened to every episode of your, your uh, Rock with Hop, and yeah, you sound oh, natural. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't see me like shaking in my boots, like behind this microphone, like <laughs> getting anxiety because I know people are going to listen to it, maybe. <laughs> That's how I would be if I were on video. If I were oh, on video, no, yeah. you, I, I'd be very uncomfortable. Well, that first time I posted an unboxing on uh, the collector's page, man, <laughs> I, I don't know. If you, are you on the collector's page at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. It. It probably took me like twenty minutes before I actually like did it because I was just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I won that that Deadpool statue on the supercast oh, episode yeah. 50. And I, I was super anxious about doing that video. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, seven year olds being a lunatic with the pack and, peanuts <laughs> and shit. And I'm just like, I'm already just like wigged out doing this thing. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm staying the course. <laughs> I guess it's a good distraction though. Right. <laughs> yeah, people weren't distracted by, by like, but Joe looks kind of nervous in this. <laughs> like, boy, look at his kid being a little shit. <laughs> That's true. It it directs the attention to him, not you. Say, so makes you feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I've always been like that. I I I, it, I definitely broke away from being as like shy about stuff. Like I remember. One of my, when I was like 18, it was my first job. And oh man, like I remember guys I'm friends with now, just like, yeah, I thought you were a complete asshole because you wouldn't talk to nobody. You were real quiet. And like, I was like, man, I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> like, I get anxious. Like, I, I, sometimes I don't even like being around a lot of people because I'm just so worried that like I get so anxious about like everybody, like, and I usually don't even give a crap about what like people think about me, but like I just get anxious. Like, okay, what's this person thinking? What's this person thinking? You know, like when there's a ton of them. And then nowadays, you just can't trust anybody either. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen if you're in this group of people and you got some lunatic in there. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I get super uncomfortable if I'm in front of a crowd. And it's more just because I, I feel like I can feel like I'm being observed. Yeah. Whereas right now, especially the way that we're recording this, like I'm just sitting back in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking over Skype. So it's just super 
it's super chill, you know? Yeah. But I remember the first time I had to get up in front of a group of people at a local trail day that I had organized. So people were coming out to like rebuild hiking trails and I had to talk to him at the beginning. And as I talked, I started talking faster and I wasn't breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then all of a sudden I just got to this point in it where it was like, just fucking bail, just bail. (laughs) And so like just in the middle of talking, I'm like, all right, so let's do this. And I like walk away. I'm like, (gasps) like, I didn't th- even thank people for coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. You'll start remembering everything you didn't do, of course. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're always our worst, our own worst critic, like, every time. Yeah. But then, like, and then after people started dispersing, I kind of turned back around and went up to people I'd never talked to before in my life. And I was like, could you tell that I was about to start hyperventilating? <laughs> and, like, you know, I was like, having people laughing and stuff. And it's like, God, if I'm talking to one or two people, I do great. But you get me talked to... And this was like 30 people. It was like, no, it was a no-go. Yeah. See, I think I could probably – see, that's like it. Like, I, I'm so bad about like that – I think especially one-on-one stuff, I think that, that makes me nervous too. But but see, like I, I moved to Kentucky and I'd only been – let's see. So I came down here as a sophomore and then I ended up skipping up to being a senior. So I started out with a group like uh, the graduating class of 05. And then I was with my second year at this school. And my last year, I'm with the graduating class of 04. So I'm like with two different groups of kids, never met any of them. And like it's like graduation time. And for some reason, I got picked to do awards night speech. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to be around these people. And I don't even know everybody. Like, you want me to get up in front of everybody and talk? So you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I did it, and, like, you know, I, like, started out with a joke and, like, made a joke about how everybody thought I was part of the witness protection program because I moved down here (laughs) and (laughs) out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, everybody laughed and, like, eased up, and it was fine. But, man, I just remember being, like, absolutely terrified and i still get like that about some stuff even just sitting on this mic like i don't know some people it's it's easier like i know me and paul like when we first time we podcasted together i think it was his movies from the heart one was first time um it just like i i wasn't nervous nervous at all and like went really smooth like i'm not too nervous with you either like i i I think doing it more is obviously making me more relaxed though too. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I still have those moments. I, I think being in a band definitely changed that for me. Cause yeah, you play drums, right? Yeah. Yeah. I played. Um, so my dad's played drums forever and, um, he got me a set when I was really young and I never really got to play much cause we moved a lot and just didn't have room for it. But, uh, we moved down here and I, uh, started playing at a church a little bit with a friend of ours from school's, uh, boyfriend. And actually he was a guest on my show, Jason Shields. But, um, we, uh, he, you know, we, 
he asked me to play and I, I mean, I don't know, I guess it stuck from when I was a little kid playing, but I, I mean, it wasn't terrible when I got on there and I still had my rhythm and everything. So I was like, Oh, this, you know, and it picked it up quick, but <clears throat> we did that in front of, you know, church groups and stuff. And, and that was fun. But when I got in a band that like we wanted to actually do it full time and stuff, like playing in front of a lot of people was just at first just terrifying, like just sweating to death, like screwing up. And like you don't realize that people don't even notice when you screw up unless you make it obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I mean, just. Yeah. I think that just helped like being in front of different people. And then like afterwards you got to go interact with these people because you're trying to get them to listen to your band and follow your band on Facebook or come to more shows and stuff like that, or buy your merchandise you have. And so you like have to talk to them. And so I think just doing that over the like two or three years, I was doing that, like pushing hard with it. Like it just definitely broke, broke that a little bit more for me. But. I think it was in fifth grade in school. That's when we could start like school band. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So like they like went through like all the different instruments and everything. And I think half the people in the class signed up that they wanted to do drums. Oh yeah. Like including me <laughs> and, and like, but then like the teacher would then like, somehow the music instructor evaluated us or whatever. And so I got stuck with a trombone. Uh Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was easy to quit that after the first year. <laughs> I never, I never played band in school. Oddly enough. Like I just, uh, I was always in choir. Yeah. Always had to do the singing. Yeah, I, I, I did choir too until I was old enough to really like take a stand and be like, I am not doing this anymore. It's awful. Yeah, when you, once you get in high school and you can like choose other electives, it's nice to get out of that. But yeah, I, uh, they required I, I like two the years songs. Oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> it's like I love singing. I love to sing. Like I sing in my car and I sing to my kids and my wife and stuff all the time. But like. Oh, the, 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 just the awful shit that they made us sing in school choirs. No, was, I couldn't do it. It is. And it's always like a round two. So it's like, <laughs> ugh. It was, yeah. It, it, you got that right. It's it terrible. <laughs> but they always made like, see, I wanted to play drums in school, but you had to have two years of piano for some reason. They thought that was the only way you could play drums was to have two years of piano first. Wow. And, I've never heard a stipulation like that. Yeah, so I never, never ended up doing it in school, but I don't know if they, uh, I guess it's a rhythm thing or maybe reading music. I don't, I don't know why that was a stipulation, but it was, and I guess that just kept me from doing it, but. <laughs> Doesn't the music for drumming, like, look completely different, though, also? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, because you guys. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, it's, it's still kind of like, um. Instead of like notes, you have like marks. Like each line means like your kick, snare, t this tom, or whatever, and it yeah. goes down. But then it's just like marks where you would do it, and it still tells you like the tempo and stuff. So it's not, it's really not that far off, but it's still weird. I I'm, I'm never 
been able to really do. I'm it's kind of a self-taught type, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't have the super speed that a lot of these drummers that like were in school band like and learned how to do like the, you know, super speed snare stuff and everything. Um, I don't know. You can definitely tell the difference between uh, self-taughts and the band, you know, technical drummers. Who's your favorite drummer? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know a lot of drummers, but I'm just curious, being that you play the instrument. Uh, I honestly, like, I probably couldn't name one. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, oh, no, you're fine. There's just so many really good ones that are, like, well-known, but then there's so many. I mean, you get on YouTube and just, like, I mean, there's, I was endorsed by this symbol company and they'd put videos up of these drummers and i'm just like oh my gosh like these people are insane like if you want to see <clears throat> some of the like but see that that's a, uh, again there's a lot of technical drummers and a lot of self-taught like the technical drummers just have a different style where it's just like you know they know what they're going to play like non like they know exactly what they're going to do in this drum solo and do it this this way and it's all perfect and they look like robots behind the drum set and i mean i i looked like that for a long time just cuz i was nervous <laughs> but uh broke off of that and you know, started having more fun with it and throwing the arms around and, you know, headbanging to it while I'm playing, stuff like that, you know. Like, <laughs> I like the Dave Grohl style. Like, he's just a self-taught field kind of drummer. Like, he's just wild and, you know, I guarantee he probably doesn't play a song the same way every time. Like, he throws in, like, just different fills. Like, he doesn't do the same thing. Like, I've played with drummers that are technical ones and they do the songs exactly the same perfectly every time. But then you get, like the raw like you know self-taught style where you know they they change it up like they have fun with it they change up the song and like can do it differently or you know it's you know i th I, I guess i like that style more not the neil pert style but the dave Grohl style when the when foo fighters records in the studio does he do the drum tracks for him also <sighs> i I honestly don't know for sure, but I would say he does. That has always been I, my thought too. But yeah, yeah, I don't know for sure. I think he does a lot of it, but I mean, he may let, I mean, so, so like, that's like Godsmack for instance, um, love him or hate him, whatever. But the, the, the singer Sully, he, uh, he's a drummer, like was a drummer first. And he actually did record all the drum tracks up to like, their current drummer, I think. Um, I think he actually does play theirs because his style's so unique. Huh. I didn't that know that he, about Godsmack. Yeah, so like the first three or four albums, it's actually the singer playing the drums. And then their current drummer, all the albums he's been part of, except for maybe the first one. The first one, I think some of the songs the singer did and then some the drummer did, but now I think that he lets the drummer just do it all. But uh, yeah, they, uh, they, he, he does all of it or used to do all of it. And I, I could see Dave Grohl definitely being like that too, except for, you know, and it might be the same situation where he's just gotten, 
he he's comfortable and confident with his drummer and just lets him do his stuff now. But it just depends. I mean, you get those people like Dave who probably, you know, he writes it all and can play all of it. I mean, he could play every instrument on it. You know, they probably get a little over the top with it and like don't want anybody else putting their hands on it maybe not in like a mean way it's just they know <laughs> how they want it to sound <laughs> yeah yeah it's their artistic vision yeah and like i mean prince was like that he he i think every album he ever did he played everything on and wrote everything on and so i mean if you're that talented i mean go for it but <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I can't the, wait to see them i know the lead singer for three doors down is also a drummer um, oh, I saw really? them live in I think 2001 and I remember like he watching him go and get on the drums and play part of it. That's and I was awesome. like, oh, I was like, whoa, look at that guy fucking go. <laughs> 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 it was pretty cool. Yeah. I had a, uh, I think Godsmack does that too. They do like a two drum sets, drum solo with the drummer and the singer and they do like a whole production with it. Like it, it's, it is cool when they do that. I've seen another band do that, and I can't think of who it is. Whether somebody else got on the set and just started killing it. I mean, Dave Grohl probably does it too, but <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't he, you know? He's yeah. probably the better of the two, so <laughs> that's yeah. so weird to me. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that concert stuck out for me because I've only been to a couple concerts in my life. Oh, let me guess. You've seen Foo Fighters too? I've never seen Foo Fighters. That oh, would be okay. fucking Good amazing, Lord. though. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to go. Everybody that's been on my podcast has basically seen Foo Fighters, and like, <laughs> I'm just like, well, I haven't seen them yet. And I was supposed to go see them, gosh, it was like October or November, and they had like a family emergency come up, and so now it's pushed back till May on a Tuesday or something. But I can't wait to go, though. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> How much do the tickets cost? Um, well, see, they had a show in Cincinnati, like on Friday, and they were like a hundred and sixty something for like upper arena, uh, a piece. Yeah, right. And right. then I looked at Lexington where they were playing Saturday, and they were like sixty bucks a piece. And so I went with that because I was like, oh, it's like half the price, you know. And then they played Cincinnati. And then they had to cancel Lexington. And I was like, well, son of a bitch. I should have went to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I hear everybody like, oh, my gosh, that was the greatest show I've ever been to in my life. And I'm just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like people I know and stuff and went to the Cincinnati show. I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm an idiot, but I ain't paying that. <laughs> but I almost feel like I need to. I mean, you got people... You know, unfortunately, we're getting to that period in time where, you know, a lot of the classic rock guys are starting to die. And, like, if you don't catch them while you can, you know. Yeah. That Tom Petty one was, oh, yeah, was that's, way too young. Yeah. And I, he just played here this year, too. Or, well, 2007. God, New Year. Yeah, I, I'll remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay. So last year, he had played, in like, I think it was in Cincinnati in the summer, and I didn't end up going to it, but now I kind of wish I would have. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, ticket prices are usually what keeps me from going to a lot of shows now. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have to buy, I'm not going to buy one. We're going to, I'm going to, we're going to buy two because it'd be me and my wife and yeah, $320 just to go see the Foo Fighters. It's like, fuck, I don't know. I just couldn't afford that right now. No, it's, I, I get it. Like they can make the money and and a lot of it I think is the arenas that are just making the money like that, but or setting it that high because they know they can get it. But my gosh, like give us a chance to see these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even fair anymore. And I'm like you, like I, I mean, I do basically everything with my wife now, but I mean, she's not to get sappy. She's my best friend. So me and yeah. her do everything together. So <laughs> no, that, that's the, I'm in the same boat with my wife too. Yeah, we, it's, I think we're going on 16 years this year that we've been together. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah. We started dating a few months after I'd moved down here and then basically like I, I, it was cool that I skipped up in this, my senior or my senior, like I skipped my junior year cause I ended up skipping up into her graduating class. So we ended up graduating together and everything too. So that worked out really good. <laughs> That's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do everything together. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear about too many high school sweetheart relationships that then go on to last that long. You don't hear about Not... too many marriages in general that go on. To last <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I I don't know. Like I guess if for me it's been easy. I mean, we just it hasn't felt like a long time. It's always felt like a short time together. Like when I say 16 years, I'm like, god, has it really been 16 years cuz it don't feel like it. Like it just it's time's flying by for us, I guess. But granted, we don't have kids either, so I mean, we don't have that ball of stress to deal with. <laughs> You've got what two or three dogs though, right? Yeah, two dogs. <laughs> what we got? Let's see, two cats inside, three cats outside. <laughs> She's a cat lady, even though she likes the dogs more. In other ways, right? <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying, man. I mean, I'm a dog. Like, so I got Toby, our oldest dog. Um, <laughs> I got him before we got married. And I was like, all right, I just want one dog. I don't want to deal with it. And then it was like, oh, well, there's this kitten outside that's like blind and deaf. We should take care of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that cat wasn't blind and deaf. And she's mean. And now she's in our house and we can't let her go now. So <laughs> <laughs> there's only one not even a person that she, well, she kind of likes me. She'll let me pet her, but she hates Kelly, which is funny. But, uh, <laughs> cause Kelly loves cats, but she, the cat likes me. So, um, but the cat loves our dog, Toby, like we'll lay by him, like gets up next close to him as she can and stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cause she's so mean. And, uh, but yeah, we ended up doing that, and then we had to get another dog, and then we got another cat, and then I was just like, okay. And then every time a stray shows up, like, well, let's get it neutered or spayed, and then let's take, you know, we'll feed it. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> 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 I 
I was like, after all these animals are gone, even though I don't really want that, uh, I was like, we're, we're going to stick to like one. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, especially like, so to get deeper, but uh, like last, last year? No, well, New Year. So uh sick 2016 in the summer like we had been trying to get you know have a kid for years and to like no luck and i finally like got tested and stuff and it like basically i have like one percent chance maybe of having a kid or something so we found that out like it's gonna be really hard to not have a bunch of animals because now we have like an excuse i guess <laughs> well, at least you won't have to go through the pain of a vasectomy. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. But I heard that's not that bad. Nah, it wasn't the it wasn't the worst thing ever. I think I, um, my boss had done it, and he, you know, it's outpatient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had one done in what was it July? Oh, okay. And um, yeah, kind of the the worst part was just. You know, I mean, guys, we're not used to having to go into a room and, like, you know, have our dad parts out for oh, total yeah. strangers. Yep. And so for me, that was, like, the most un- uncomfortable part was that you just go into this room and, like, they have you sit down on this table and it's got the little stirrups <laughs> and everything <laughs> in it, right? And, like, the nurse is like, okay, well, there's a sheet on, on the table there, so just take off your pants and your underwear and you'll get up on there and uh, I'll be right back. And I'm like, okay. And so she leaves the room. I get up there. I'm sitting there, you know, dick and balls out just under this little disposable <laughs> sheet. And she just, she walks in the room. She says nothing. She looks up, she lifts up the sheet. She scopes out my package. She drops the sheet, goes over and starts writing stuff on a clipboard. Oh, I'm God. Like, What's that about? <laughs> you sketching or what? <laughs> you over there judging me? It's cold in here. <laughs> she like turns a sign around. I give you an eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, yeah. lady, you're lying. I'm Caucasian as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um, but then yeah, I mean, and then with the doctor, like you could tell that. I mean, this, I I can only imagine how many of these he does a day, because this whole time that he's like, like do, doing the procedure, he's just complaining about this new bypass that goes right past his backyard, and at night motorcycles oh make a lot of noise on it. Like saying this, like while he's like cutting into my bag and then stitching yeah. me up and shit. They numb you though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and I don't that was feel any of it. <laughs> that was kind of an uncomfortable part, you know, because you're getting a needle right it right in the old oh, sack. No. Yeah. And um but like dude, okay, so here's the weird part. So basically a vasectomy is, you know, you got your vas deferens which are like the tubes that yeah. like connect to the testes and that's kind of like the highway that the sperm rides through to then catch a lot you know, catch a ride on the cum load out. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for the details. Right, right. We're, yeah, we're filling uh, in the audience here, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a diagram up on the StarCast Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like in a vasectomy, they just go in and they just clip that, right? And yeah. So then there's, it's, there's no longer a free path to travel. <laughs> but, dude, I swear to God, when they actually clip it, it felt like someone was, like, grabbing the balls and, like, fucking squeezing them really hard. Ah. Uh. And then it was like that kind of went away, but then for like 
fuck, probably about 10 days afterwards, it felt like I'd been kicked really hard in the nuts, like maybe like a few hours ago. That's like, have you ever got hit really hard in the balls? Oh, like, yeah. Right away, you, you, yeah, and you, like, it hurts, like, in your lower stomach, and you're like, oh, God, but then, like, a few hours later, there's still echoes of that pain. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was like for, like, a little over a week. That's terrible. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't even put it another way. That's, that's terrible. You know what's like, not terrible, though? What? Not wearing condoms. Well, yeah. Well, I haven't had to, so, I mean... <laughs> not much of an issue for me but yeah <laughs> only sailors wear condoms <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a viking i don't wear condoms no. <laughs> that might be one of the best sentences that's ever been said on Starcast. i'm a viking i don't wear condoms <laughs> uh. I had to go there. I had to go there. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to do no stirrups or nothing like that when I got oh. like tests done and stuff. Well, I did have to go to a place and, you know, jerk off into a cup, though. So <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. And they have, like, oh, God. I try not it, to feel self-conscious when you're handing that cup over, right? <laughs> You don't. You don't have to hand it over. Thank God you don't no, have, have to hand, hand it mine over. over. <laughs> oh no! No, I had the little specimen cup, and she just held open a bag. <laughs> I oh. just had to drop it in the bag. See, mine. They like gave me the stuff, and then like put you in this room and have like old school. They're like, well, we have stuff on in the, a video in there if you want to watch that, and then we have some magazines in this, and it's like, oh, okay, VHS that'll glow under a black light. <laughs> Can all of you uh, old ladies stop staring at me while I'm walking into this room? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just like leave it in this like thing in there, I guess, like a box. She's like, well, put it in the box, and then walk out here in front of all of us and put it in say the bye. Box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a moon walked out the door (laughs) (laughs) see you next week ladies (laughs) oh that was terrible and then i had to go to like a urologist yeah i'm glad this is where we're going with this but uh yeah so i had to go to the urologist after that and (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought we'd end up talking about this (laughs) yeah you know me and Joe are diving deep into our man parts, and you know, <laughs> we're taking you on the ride with us. So, but yeah, the urologist was the worst because, yeah, a, a Kelly was with me, and like, yeah, <laughs> it was not fun. She's like, "Well, do you want me to stay in the room?" I was like, "Hell no, I don't want you to stay in the room. Get out of here." Like this guy's going places he shouldn't go. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bad. Uh, when, when it was all said and done, the absolute worst part of the vasectomy was is like you're healing up, and so like you're still super tender down there for a long time. Oh yeah. But you had to like shave yourself down like a swimmer before the procedure, right? Yeah. Well. As soon as that regrowth starts happening, it's itchy and you can't itch oh, that area. Yeah. <laughs> because it's too tender. <laughs> it's fucking maddening, dude. Oh, maddening. <laughs> that'd be awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man. But man, yeah. when it was finally healed up, like no lie, like I fucking just like brutalized my balls with a fucking <laughs> <laughs> like it's like washing in the shower and it's like, hey, this is kind of scratchy. Like ah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was bad, dude. Fucking rubbed them fuckers raw. It looked like a baby hippo. Oh god. Just bright pink in the sun. <laughs> I'm fucking Man, we you. got a we got a baby hippo at our zoo right now. I don't need that. Bitch. <laughs> Poor little Fiona. Golly. <laughs> I just wanted to say something fucked up. To you. I'm never like gonna bo- look at that I hippo. Felt like the we same bonded way. a little bit. I'm <laughs> like, oh, there's Joe's balls. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Kelly's going to be like, let's go to the zoo and see Fiona. I'm like, oh, let's not. I'm good. I have a visual now. That's <laughs> oh, God. Thank That's you good for stuff. that. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, man, I don't even know. I don't think I need to be doing that. As long as I'm shooting one percent here, then I'll just. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear the worst story I heard with that though? What? Um, so over the summer, or no, it was um, right at Halloween. I ran into one of my friends from high school. That um, he was like my best friend, like growing up, especially when I was like really little. He just lived down the street from me. Yeah. And um, I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and I ran into him, and we were trading stories. And the vasectomy story came up, (laughs) and he pointed at his youngest kid, and he goes, yeah. He goes, that one right there I call my bonus kid, because we had him after I had a vasectomy. (laughs) And I said, oh, no. I was like, "You you didn't, like, test this, like, go and, like, get a sample tested to make sure the vasectomy took? He's like, nope. Oh, no. He's like, he's like, and I don't call him a, a, an accident. He goes, that's my bonus kid. But he goes, do you know anybody else who's had to get two vasectomies? And I went, you went in and got another Hit one. Hit twice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I laughed so worse. hard at him. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and laugh it up, dude. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, how'd that second one go? And he's like, yeah. I had him put me under for it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it can always be worse. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, man. that we. Have you ever had to, like, take a piss test for work and stuff? Yeah. Have you had it where they, like, watch you? No. Yeah. So this guy, like, watched us at this new, my current job, like, stands there in this bathroom, and there's mirrors, like, all around you like pointing at your junk while you're pissing into this cup. And I'm just like, this is not cool, man. Like, can you like, I've, of course, like the first time I'm sitting there holding this cup with my dick out, like trying to piss. And like this guy's sitting there watching me and he looks like Chad Kroger from Nickelback. And I'm just like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> it's like, if you, <laughs> you're making this way difficult. <laughs> And then, of course, I couldn't piss. So I had to go sit out in a, a, a thing, drinking water for a half an hour, and it, then, then do it again. <laughs> I was like, this. I, just, I immediately had that one Nickelback song pop into my head. I changed the words. I'm like, look at this flaccid dick. <laughs> 
Every time I do it makes me sick. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that, yeah. And every uh, every person I've known that's gotten that he had like the curly hair just like Chad Kroger too. God. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, okay, Chad Kroger's gonna watch me piss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> It's not. It's not weird at all. I don't know how they. I don't even want to imagine what they do with women for that situation. But right. That's just. I don't. I don't know. But we got a lot of that. Like the drug stuff's big down here. Like heroin's huge yeah. here right now. I don't. I mean, I don't know how bad it is up there, but man, it's it's gotten pretty pretty bad here. I know for a while they were always talking about how bad like meth was up around here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think everybody's moved past that here. They're they're definitely on to the heron. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I never, you know, I I've never even. I mean, never smoked weed. Never done pills. You know, I'm a good kid as far as that concerned, but. uh I just don't get it. Something that just messes you up so bad. Why would you even want to take the chance even one time? Like just never understood it. Yeah. I... Oh, sorry. I had to clear my throat there. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. I remember like friends from high school and like seeing them start to get into like some more like hardcore stuff. Like I, like I fucked around with pot and psychedelics, but I never really considered those that crazy. Yeah. Really. But like when I started seeing friends, like get into powders and stuff like that, like that freaked me out. Yeah. I, it, it would. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just have no interest in doing that. Like for the longest time, I, I don't, I technically don't even know that I was drunk yet because I've just always had that fear of like what would happen if I go too far or how would I act and I don't know. I mean, I uh I remember one time in high school when I was in Minnesota. I don't know if my parents will listen to this, but hey, I'm 31 now, so whatever. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I remember like my buddy stealing vodka from his dad and like putting it in Gatorade bottles and stuff and us going through school. Like, like it ended up being where we were so nervous. Like we never even really drank any of it. We drank some, <laughs> but we were so nervous. We were just like, Oh, someone's going to know. Like, you know, <laughs> so we like never did it. And I don't know. Recently I've gotten into, I, 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 I just never liked beer. So I never could really drink. And a lot of people are, you know, especially nowadays, the whole draft beer stuff's like so big or the microbrewery stuff and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I still just, I can't stand the taste of beer, but I've started drinking some whiskey and bourbon and stuff, which is pretty big here, but you know, it's, it's not too bad. I don't get into a lot of the fruity drinks or nothing. <laughs> See, I had I had really been into like IPAs, and then I moved over to amber ales, and I've always liked stouts and porters. Yeah, but um, for for a while, like like especially when you're talking about you know like the nervousness at the beginning of a podcast and stuff like that, 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd have like two or three beers during the course of a podcast and it'd help my nerves and whatnot. And then it just kind of became this routine to where, okay, if I was podcasting, I need to have something to drink with it. Yep. And, and one night, like it was just my wife's stuff in the fridge. Your and, wife's um, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like her, like the stuff that she drinks. Oh, okay. Beer. And, uh, or are we talking like limeritas? That's what we're talking. We're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was strawberries because I had that. And I took one drink and it's like 8% alcohol, but I was like, whoa, this is really sweet. And so yeah. I got a big cup of ice and I poured it in with the ice and then like kind of stirred it around a little bit and then it watered it down enough. Dude, now that's all I want to drink. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so now I like exclusively drink strawberries on ice and I, I fucking like it so wow. much. Wow. I don't even care. So judge it, me, world. <laughs> I mean, I'm not judging you here in Kentucky right now. <laughs> I can hear it in I your swear. tone of voice. <laughs> well, see, I I collect uh, like glass bottles of root beers. I've tried like if there's a root beer in a glass bottle that I haven't had, I'll like drink it and then I'll collect every one that I've drank. And uh, so I found this root beer whiskey, and it's funny you mentioned that about the podcast thing because like the first time. I, well, every time now, but the first time I was like, all right, I got to take a few swigs of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I like the taste of it. So of like regular whiskey and bourbon and stuff. So I was like, well, you know, I did that every time. And then like this last weekend, yeah, you want a good story. I, I can give you some stories here. So last, <laughs> <laughs> this last weekend we went to Cleveland for a bachelor party. And, uh, we, uh, to stay on the liquor end of it though, uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of, um, what is it called? Pappy Van Winkle? That sounds familiar. Yeah. So Buffalo Trace, uh, bourbon or whiskey or whatever makes this stuff called Pappy Van Winkle, like, <clears throat> like very limited and like a 23 year bottle of it. It goes for like $33,000 or something. Holy shit. Yeah. Like this is like high end stuff. And so <clears throat> it's really hard to get a bottle of it. And somehow we know a guy that worked at, uh, he works at, it's called party source and they sell liquor and like party supplies and stuff. And, uh, so they had a drawing for like their employees and he'd put like 60 bucks into it and ended up winning a bottle of a seven year Pappy. And it was, um, I think that values for about six to 700 bucks. I think right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he ended up bringing that, like that guy, uh, he won that. And then one of his buddy lives in Cleveland where we were going and we ended up bringing the bottle up for him and he like let us try it and stuff. Cause he was part of the bachelor party too. Like at our hotel, we, we were playing cards and stuff like he's like, Oh yeah, you guys should try it. And dude, that's the best stuff I ever. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to mix that with nothing like that. You just, is smooth. Doesn't burn nothing. Like just, just great, but too expensive and really, really hard to get. So I don't know. Have you ever been to Cleveland? No. Uh-uh. Do you travel a lot or 
I mean, I know you went to Germany. Yeah, I went to Germany. Yeah. That that was just kind of that was almost Work. like winning the lottery, though. You know. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. Um, but going back to the the whiskey thing, I've I've never really been able to drink hard alcohols. Um, I would be really interested in trying, you know, just like a shot or something like that, or of something that would be like a smoother, higher end, but <laughs> I'm not going to have to spend $600 on a bottle of it. No. <laughs> yeah. It was like 50 bucks a shot for that stuff. And that was just, be- I don't even know. How- I mean, it's paying $60 for that bottle. is like that. You might as well steal it. Like I had a guy that's been trying to get a bottle of it forever too. And I sent him a picture of the bottle and he's like, you dick. I was like, yeah, he got it for 60 bucks. And I was like, he's like, just chug the whole bottle. <laughs> he's like, that's worth six. He's like, just chug it. Like, don't let them get it. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's not mine. We're going to deliver it to the guy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was great stuff. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We, I mean, I tried something called the, I think if you, I don't know, it's called an old fashioned and it was, if you put ice in there, it's not bad. Like, and it was bourbon and um gosh, I can't even think. I mean it might have just been bourbon and then like they take like an orange peel and put it around the rim of the glass and like kinda get that orange citrus flavor and scent to it. And it was really good. But it still has like the bourbon taste and everything. So yeah, I mean I don't know. Do you ever like just tried mixing it with Coke or anything or No, when so when we got when we got our house in 2006, I got a pint bottle of Jack Daniels, and I remember I had it in the cabinet, and I opened it up, and I took one shot, and I had a, a can of Coke to chase it with. Yeah. And then it sat in my cabinet until my brother-in-law turned 21, <laughs> and then I gave it to him. Yeah. And he was really stoked because he's always liked whiskey. Yeah, but yeah. For for me, those hard alcohols they they always taste to me kind of similar to what rubbing alcohol smells like, and so that's just like the what I, you know, quivic, whatever the yeah. word I'm trying to search for here. That's like the what it, what it comes up with in my brain, and so I'm like, oh, spit it out, spit it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like don't swallow that. <laughs> well, I'm definitely in the land of moonshine, so. Yeah, I've had, I've tasted some where I've just been like, oh, oh nope, not drinking that. <laughs> that needs to come light back light. out. Yeah, that's <laughs> see, like real moonshine though, like it won't burn, like it'll be smooth, and you won't feel it till it hits you right in the gut. Like it'll fall down in there, and then you'll it'll like explode when it hits your gut. And so it's and a lot of people around here have started like making lemonade out of it and stuff. Oh man. Oh boy. Yeah, they're like, this is dangerous. I'm like, yeah, because it don't <laughs> taste like anything and you just chug it. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man. One of my friends keeps a camper down in the Red River Gorge, and so he spends about <laughs> half of his time there. And he comes back occasionally with with um with moonshine. Oh and, yeah. I've never been on one of the camping trips where he's broken it out, but I've heard other guys in the group talk about it, and it sounds pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it's not like that stuff they sell in stores and stuff. Like, this, the real stuff is, it, it's dangerous because 
I mean, <clears throat> you get these people making it. And so there's a lot of people just trying to make it on their own now. And like, it'll kill you. Some of the early, like the, the beginning of the batch, like you, you gotta be careful with it. Like <laughs> it's definitely deadly, but, and it, like I said, it's so, it doesn't burn. So if they mix it with stuff, like it's, it'll get you. <laughs> yeah. It'll definitely get you. <laughs> God, I, I remember years ago getting really cocky with a bottle of Jose Cuervo. Yeah. And just puking my guts out in the first apartment <laughs> that Lindsay and I ever had. <laughs> and like, I can't even have like a margarita that's mixed strong now. If I can taste that tequila taste in it, I, I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to, I mean, I just got done telling you that my favorite drink is a strawberita. So <laughs> I mean, I'm kind well, of a sissy when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was trying not to bring, think of that, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody calls you shirtless bear fighter drinking strawberitas or whatever. <laughs> Mental picture, right? <laughs> yeah. Pinky up too. Shirtless bear fighter with pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about oh, time you start growing the beard back though if you're gonna be, if they're gonna call you that then you you gotta have the beard for it dude it, it's getting good too it's um it's definitely it's over an inch long now so do you trim the sides or you just let it go crazy um i've kind of trimmed the sides like i kind of like got like the the anti-sideburn going like okay. i kind of trimmed it like right along my ears so it's short there yeah. So it's not bushed out, but, but okay. yeah, that's and then, what I do. Yep. I keep it going down, not out to the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing too. And and I work in an office, so I've been pretty much just putting oil it um in it, but like that like it doesn't tame it down as much. So no. I've got my first tin of beard balm nice uh, coming in the mail that I'll try next week cuz I've I tried just straight up wax and I didn't like the way it made it feel. No, wax will It'll stiffen it up and it'll it's 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 weird. Especially once you get longer. Like mine, like if I would do wax, like I would I would do wax on my mustache just to keep it from like getting in my mouth or anything. Um But see, like it doesn't it gets so like hardens up and if you do like rub that down into your beard, it it does get weird. Especially if like where mine's long if I like wind blows against it and then it like gets stuck to the side or something. <laughs> you know, <It's> like <laughs> I was putting wax and riding my motorcycle and then it'd be like parted in the middle and then it would just <laughs> stay there. That's and that's hilarious. really hard to comb because it's all waxy and so yeah, I think the bomb's the way to go. Um I, I stick to that pretty much now too. Um the oil's good for the growth and like I need it for my skin because like my, my chin and stuff gets just itchy itchy yeah and so the oil definitely helps with the skin and then like i said the growth it should help with the growth but yeah i've been growing i don't know if i haven't shaved for it's been over a year now but i've trimmed this one up so much that it hasn't got super long because like I, i used to trim the neck part up a lot and so that kills a lot of your length because your neck's further down, obviously. So yeah, 
and it it killed a lot of my length but now i got it like shaped the way i want now i'm just gonna let it keep growing down so that's awesome kelly's, yeah kelly's like how long are you gonna let it grow i was like well when i'm riding the motorcycle and this thing starts hitting you in the face then i might consider starting to trim it <laughs> <laughs> she's like that's awful don't do it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Yeah, my wife's a big fan of mine. Really? Nice. Oh, yeah, she loves it. Mine she, doesn't love it. <laughs> she would hate it when I would trim down. And, like, yeah. if I just, like, do, like, a number two or number three guard and just trim everything, she'd be like, oh, <laughs> it'll be back. And so then when I told her, like, I'm just going to let this go, and she's like, yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I wish I could get that support because my wife likes me when I'm stuck with that baby face. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, and she I says look I look young. like a giant 12-year-old. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kelly, it's kind of hard to be riding around on a Harley with baby face going on. Right. I was like, <laughs> I get off this thing, and they're like, what is that kid riding this motorcycle? <laughs> He's not. He shouldn't be allowed on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you... Have you grown a long, long one before? This is the longest it's ever been. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so then just recently I got a sampler pack of oils from Rune Beard Oil. And uh, so I I tried all of the different ones in there. And more, I just kind of had my wife smell them all. I'm like, which one do you like the most? And so, and then I, that was the one I ended up liking the most also. And Yeah. And so that's the the scent of the beard balm I got. I got that on order from Rune also. Yeah. I got one that was like a pine tree, and it was it wasn't bad to smell it like one time, but then you keep putting it on every day. It's kind of like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to stick with like a vanilla or an unscented one now because I'm just like I I just I put this in every day. I I can't I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, the the scent that I in, ended up liking was tobacco bay leaf. Really? That, that, yeah, I know. And I was like, well, this I can't I can't even really describe how it smells, but it is a really good scent. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's that's huh. <laughs> but no, I'll have that one in my wife will come <laughs> up and just like run her fingers through my beard and just be like, ah <laughs> like, like I like it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are the kids in bed yet? <laughs> They're never in bed yet. No. <laughs> Those kids are like, man, they're like the Energizer Bunny. They just go. Yeah. I, I don't, I told, I've always told Kelly, like, we've talked about adopting and stuff. I was like, man, I was like, it really would be up to you because you're the one. She's a school teacher. So I was like, you're the one that's going to deal with, like, a bunch of kids all day. So... I don't know how you'd want to come home and deal with more of them ever. <laughs> I, I what, just, what grade does she teach? Uh, she's in third right now. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she just switched school districts. So this is her first year to new one. And it's, it's had its up and downs. The kids are, <clears throat> it's definitely like more suburb suburb kids and stuff like that and they just seem to like not have the respect for the adults at all i don't know if 
she, she was out in the middle of nowhere kind of country school before. And I mean, they, the kids seem to have more of a respect for the elder type thing or more of a fear of their parents. Maybe, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's had its up and downs for sure. But you've talked to Paul, so I mean, yeah. he's talked about it before too. Me and him talked about it a while before he did an episode on my podcast too. So, <laughs> yeah, my sister's a, a high school teacher. Oh and, no! Oh, no thanks. I, I know. Like, wow, Jamie, you've got way more patience than I've got. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, not to sound like a piece of crap, but I would have trouble not beating kids. <laughs> like man someone needs to spank you <laughs> <laughs> kelly's had parents come in and be like tell it like right to the kids be like i'm giving this teacher permission to spank you so you better listen <laughs> wow <laughs> oh yeah i mean she'd never do it but yeah <laughs> permission or not like in this yeah. day and age i don't know if you can do that <laughs> no no nope <laughs> definitely not one to it's uh, no it's not worth it <laughs> yeah we're getting ready to hopefully move up that way towards the cincinnati area and yeah when you were talking about uh putting your house up for sale earlier i was going to ask you that yeah we so like my parents left and i ended up buying their house off of them like at what they owed on it and then when we got married we both lived here and we've been living here since then and we've always kind of wanted like our own house you know like that's felt like our own house our new house to both of us and mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just been a long time and we've had our house up for say where we live like literally out in the middle of nowhere like no neighbors really like in the middle of the woods like our house is up in a bunch of trees in the woods and stuff. And that's my dream. <laughs> it's dude. Like it has its, its perks and it doesn't like, I mean, if I wanted to go walk outside my underwear or whatever, yeah, I can do that. Cause I ain't got nobody around, whatever, but I can go shoot guns if I want to, I can go do whatever, but man, like we don't have internet out here. And nowadays that's, it's, it's hard to survive without it. Yeah. Everything Would you revolves get like around a it. satellite internet or something like that? And we, we tried that, but like, it's so weak and we live in, like I said, we live in so many trees. We don't really get a clear shot of the sky unless you're like, even on the roof, it has to have that like what is it like 22 degree angle or something Well, our trees go up high enough to where it kind of still hits the tops of the trees. So like in the summer when there's leaves, our internet was so bad. Like we could barely even download anything to watch it or download anything period. So the winter months, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, I, I don't recommend the satellite internet unless you have like an open area to really use it. Cause we definitely did not. I'd be getting to work with a fucking boom lift and a chainsaw. <laughs> be like must yeah. have internet and must <laughs> also have seclusion. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought about cutting stuff down like that and everything, but like I said, we kind of. I mean, she's always lived out in the country like this too, 
but I don't know. We just got to a point where we, you know, found out we can't really, I mean, we could potentially have a kid, I guess. Like there's still that really, really small chance maybe, but 1%, right? Yeah. That's basically (laughs) what they told me. It's still a chance, right? Yep. It is. But I mean, we just want to have the accessibility to do whatever we want. A lot of her friends, you know, they grew up out here and they wanted to get out of here. So they all live up in like Cincinnati. And so we just want to, we don't want to go like into Cincinnati. We're going to go like an outskirting town. that's still kind of smaller, but close to everything. Cause you know, like I said, it takes me an hour and a half to go to the comic shop. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. And then, you know, it takes an hour to go to the nearest movie theater or it's, it's, it's stuff I like, we like to do. Like we would go to hockey games or, you know, um, it just hang out with our friends and stuff up there. It's just hard to do without being up that direction. Um, so yeah, we had, you know, somebody finally bit and, Made it, well, we've had an offer before, but it fell through. So we got another offer here now, but they want to be like in the house by like March 15th. And so <laughs> we got to move fast. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I don't want to move twice, like and live with her parents for a while and then move to our house. I was like, let's try to get on this. So we're going and looking at houses hopefully this weekend. That's cool. How How far away is where you're planning on moving? Uh, it's about an hour from where we are, so that's not too bad. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it, it'll be like six minutes from where she works, and I don't mind her drive. She's been driving an hour to work ever since she got that new job, and I mean, I don't mind driving, so we'll move closer to that. My job's kind of in between, so... It wouldn't be too bad of a drive still, but I guess that's the make thing. Like, oh, I don't want to drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you're off all summer. Like, I don't care. Drive. <laughs> yeah, because you you uh, weld, right? Yeah. I so I started at this place welding, um, and my previous job, I worked for the railroad and started out there as like a labor guy, and like, you know, that sucks. And it doesn't pay anything. Um, and I got into running a CNC machine there. So when I came to this place, I came in as a welder. And um, I uh, they had sent me to Minnesota, oddly enough. Our like corporate office is like 20 minutes from where I used to live. Um, so they sent me up there to learn how to run um, robot welders. And to help them because they were behind, well, our company down here decided to add one in and they uh, offered me to learn how to program it. And so I, they sent a guy down and I learned programming on a robot welder. And so now I program and run it too. And oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, I hate that it kind of takes away jobs from you know manual welders like people actually doing it themselves but it's so fast man and it can't do everything like it just welding's kind of an art like you just 
it's you know once you start running a bead like you got to adjust as you go and different metals do different things and you have the thickness and different wires and just all different kind of things to worry about usually and that robot kind of like whatever i programmed it to do it's going to do it every time so if there's something like a bent part that i get that's off a little bit then it's not going to know or adjust for that and therein lies issues like it'll run into shit and then i gotta try to fix it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's been a love hate i mean they gave me finally gave me some decent money to be do like for learning how to do that um but that thing was a pain in the ass for a long time. Like <laughs> I had several moments where I was like ready to like just break down crying and like have a mental breakdown at work. Cause the thing just kept like screwing up. Like just, it has this sensor and an arm on it and it like knows where it's at. And then it would just start running into shit and I didn't know why it was kept getting off. And so I was like reprogramming everything I did and, I'd get them all good, and then they'd start. We'd start running it, and a day later, everything needed to be reprogrammed because it's all off again. And I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm gonna die because I can't <laughs> keep doing this." <laughs> no, no, I can relate. I can relate, man. Yeah, so I got super stressed at that, and then finally figured out what was screwing it up, and it's been pretty decent since nice. then. <laughs> Yeah. I took uh, I took metals class in high school, and so I somewhat learned to weld in yeah. you know, in in the nineties. So it isn't like if you handed me something now, I'd be able to weld it with a shit. Yeah, there's so <laughs> but, many options now too. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, I remember there was one kid in class that he kept having all these huge ideas of what his final project was going to be. Yeah. And, like, they were crazy things, too. Like, he was going to build, like, a submarine or, like, a helicopter. And we're like, what in the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? And so then, like, we go walk past his workstation and there's, like, a go-kart frame there that looks, like, fucking perfect. And I say to somebody else, I'm like, is that his project? I'm like, he did that? And they're like, no, no, no. He bought that frame from the shop teacher <laughs> and he's building a roll cage for it. That's his roll cage. And then <laughs> it looked like a miniature jungle gym that an oh, elephant had sat on. <laughs> it almost seemed like a crime that they were going to put that fucking roll cage on that gorgeous fucking go-kart frame. <laughs> oh, Yeah. We but, we run into that too. We're not. But, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I can't talk shit because I mean I'm I wasn't that much better. But, oh. <laughs> but it was. I just I'll never forget that. It's like, like the left side's higher than the right side, oh, God. noticeably. <laughs> <laughs> just eyeballing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh yeah, we've had some rough ones come through there. I know. That, so we mainly run like MIG welders. Um, you know the difference between like a MIG welder and a stick welder? I, I've i definitely heard about them, but I couldn't tell you what, the, what okay. it is. Okay, so like, like one, a MIG like, one, okay, MIG yeah, one's ahead. like an auto-fed one. It like just has wire and it's like got a, like a, a, a welding lead like on the trigger and it like feeds the wire out. Mm-hmm. And then like a stick welder is like 
this rod you'd hold and you like continually push it into the weld while you're doing it. And yep, like, so that'd be like the, an arc welder, right? Uh, is that what that is or, but I know I'd it, used both of those different methods in, in yeah. shop class. So, well, we've had people come in that have only stick welded and they'll run the wire out like a foot and like be trying to like weld. With it. And we're like, Oh my God, no. <laughs> and like MIG, you have to have gas, like it uses gas. So like you have to keep it like, I think it's like, well, ours are a little different. It's a little like higher speed and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's like five eighths of an inch away. And this guy's like running it out a foot trying to weld with it. <laughs> It'd yeah. be all floppy too, right? Oh, it would just, it, it would just like arc out and the whole wire would just turn bright red and then fall off. Like it's not going to ever oh, work. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, dude! The worst thing is getting a BB up your nose. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, like they'll bounce like into your welding hood, and like I ha- for some reason got one straight up my nostril one time, and it. If you, ugh, if anybody's that's ever welded listening to this, you know what it's like to get like a BB down your shoe or something and try to get your shoe off or whatever. But I'm telling you, one straight up the nose, it'll. It hurts. It hurts bad. It and then you got to like smell it for a few days. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, ugh. and you can't get it out. I mean, I've had them roll down my back or something like that. And it sucks. And, or like get it. If they get in your shoe, it really sucks. Cause you got to try to get your boot off. Cause it'll just sit in there and like burn the sock and stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, ugh. it's, it, it, it can be, uh, Pretty annoying sometimes, actually. <laughs> I had something kind of similar to that happen to me with this last summer where I was sitting around a campfire. Yeah. And, you know, like the wood will, you know, hit those moisture pockets and just pop and some yeah. little embers out. Well, it had done that. And when I'm sitting there talking and all of a sudden I feel like something's stinging me on my ankle and I look uh, down and my sock is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that when I was, uh, using a cutting torch on the railroad one time, like didn't realize my whole pant leg was on fire. Oh, and that's scary. Like, yeah. Like I like cutting this part and then all of a sudden I stop and like my legs warm. I'm like, look down and there's a big flame and I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to deal with a hole in my pants all day. Like, Oh, that was pretty fun working there. Like, I don't know. It's dangerous, really dangerous. I saw a guy get his thumb taken off and like I was the safety guy. It was still attached by a little piece of skin. Like he came walking up and his thumb was like hanging off, but still like loosely attached there. Like bone was disconnected. Everything was disconnected, but this little piece of skin and it was disgusting. It was, it, it, oh yeah. Hey boss, (laughs) do we got any (laughs) band-aids? He's like, He's like, man, uh, I think I need help. I was like, yeah, you do, dude. Your thumbs off. <laughs> He's got blood running down his arm and stuff. I'm just like, God, man, time to go. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I had a friend in high school that was working in a place where he was running re-rod through a machine oh, that no. would put a bend in it. Yeah. And so he was like kind of running it in. You know, with like 
kind of like a like so like his pinky was the, like the finger getting closest to where that wheel was grabbing the rod and turning it. Yeah. And you know how like your gloves will always stick a little bit further off your pinky. Yep. So it grabbed his glove and pulled his hand right into it and almost ripped his pinky finger completely oh, off. Oh no. Oh, dude, the stitches on that, it looked like train tracks going in like a spiral oh. around his freaking pinky. It was fucked up. It swelled up to like the size of a bratwurst. It was <laughs> horrifying looking while that thing was healing up. You would go bratwurst. <laughs> well, that was just big like that. You know, it was like fucking gnarly. No, I'm just like, my wife's like dead set. Like she's like, I'd be great in like Wisconsin, Minnesota stuff. They like brats and cheese curds and <laughs> beer. <laughs> Dude, every day this week I've had a, a like a brat with uh two eggs on a sandwich it's like i cook the brat with the eggs and then just split it right down the middle so it opens up so it's easy to eat on a sandwich oh nice yeah and then i eat healthy as fuck the rest of the day with salad and stuff but i guess start breakfast all right yeah i I, breakfast is my (laughs) favorite thing i I don't mess around breakfast i love it yeah same here i'd be happy with just breakfast and then skipping all the other meals Man, I don't know. I'm a pretty big guy. I like all my meals, but yeah, I, I'm trying to be not so much of a big guy, and so that's why I'm having a salad for lunch every day. I've been doing really good with that recently too. Yeah, if I, man, it's just for me. I get so like, I don't know. I just don't want to deal with it in the morning. I usually don't eat much when I work though, and then I get home and I'm just like, I want to eat everything. Yeah, and that's what kills me. Because just with my job alone, I, I like running that robot. Like, it's like, oh, you're just pushing a button. Well, no, I like it's a two sided thing. So, like, why one side's like out towards me, I'm loading and taking parts off and stuff, and the other side's welding, and then it flips around and then I'm changing it out again. So, like, I'm constantly walking and I can't be in the area that it does that. So, like, I, it's. You know, it's easy, like, 15, 20 feet, I walk to the parts, get them. And I do it, like, four or five times each cycle. So when I had, like, a Fitbit on, I was getting, like, 20,000 steps a day just at oh work. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I was like, I, if I could just control myself when I get home, <laughs> I can ease it. The weight wouldn't – I would just lose it from work, you know? <laughs> yeah. For For me, I just went way too long – with being sedentary because I had so many injuries that I just kind of fell off my normal routine of, you know, like extreme fitness and climbing all the time and stuff. And I just became very sedentary. And then it was like, I was just eating whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. So when I was at the railroad, I was on like a weekend shift where I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And man, I got into, I, I started going to the gym Monday through Thursday, every morning. And I, I tend to like, bulk up quick like i guess just my body type like if i start working out like i you see it quick and so like it was great doing that and like i got big and like just like got in better shape you know lost some good weight and like gained some good muscle weight and and i had lost that job and started here and i was back on like weekdays and stuff and it just yeah it's I don't know. I got the time. I just, it's hard to stay focused on doing that. I mean, I know if I started doing it and get, like you say, getting that routine, I think you, anybody can 
once you get in that routine. It's just breaking the old routines that are bad and getting into the new ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about routine because then it's easy to easier to stick with it when it's just, okay, this is just something I do. Yeah. And I, no, dude, the worst part, like I work, uh, my company's called hammer strength and we make workout equipment. <laughs> so oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people have probably used, it's like our other company's life fitness. Like it's all one thing. So, I mean, you, you've probably ran on a life fitness treadmill. If you've ever worked out at a LA fitness or like anywhere, you've probably seen one of the machines and like we have a weight room at work with all our products in it that I can use whenever and nobody uses it because I don't know. I guess everybody gets off work and doesn't want to do anything, but I don't know. I got to find that motivation and get in there because like I said, I got free weights and everything right there. It's just getting that motivation to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We got, uh, access to this new area where Lindsay and I can go out and climb on private property. And so everything needs to be done from the ground up. Uh, and the, the most time consuming part will be building all the trail. And so okay. that'll be summer days where we'll go out there and camp and maybe spend the whole weekend out there. Cause the, the boys are stoked to go out there too. Great. And yeah. And so that'll be all day you know, cutting down cedar trees or not cutting down cedar trees, but cutting cedar trees up that have already fallen down. Yeah. And, you know, reusing that, that, uh, you know, sourcing natural materials and stuff like that, that last a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, that's going to be just swinging a sledgehammer all day, setting those <laughs> stakes and stuff. And so I'd imagine I'm going to drop some weight. Oh, for sure. Big time when I do that, because I'll be sweating my ass off, and <laughs> I'll get hot, and I'll just go down and just jump in the river. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then go back up and do it some more, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be did cool. You ever, did you ever come up with a name for that? Um, uh, for that one route? Oh, yeah, from, yeah. from, from Tales from the Yard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought I thought Marable's uh, like super inappropriate ones were funny, but at the same time, like the the landowners there are like they're excited that I'm climbing and st- that we're climbing there, and so they're going to be curious. Well, what'd you guys name this one? And so it's like oh, I can't, yeah, name something too filthy there. Like I'll definitely keep some of those super filthy ones in my mind for other places. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I think I'm going to call that one Bear Punch. Nice. Yeah, I I liked Rebecca's uh, 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 submission on that one. Heck yeah, it was pretty good. That is good. <laughs> Shirtless Bear Fighter was awesome. <laughs> the the comic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you read that one? Oh heck yeah! It's so cool. I'm bummed that it's done. Oh right, I hope it comes back in some I capacity. But they left it open. Yeah. Okay, so when I cover that one for uh, on an upcoming Startcast episode at some point, do you want to be, get down on that one? Oh yeah, yes, Definitely. that'd be awesome. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. <laughs> I love that book. I, I when I read that first one, I was just like, oh my god, this is the best. Like, because all I've been reading was like dark Batman stuff and like really heavy weighted, and then I'm like, start reading this comic, and I'm just like, this dude is like tasting syrup and checking flat jacks like it's drugs and stuff like this is awesome 
<laughs> he like dips his pinky in the syrup, like rubs it on his teeth or whatever. And it's, it's, I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> it's so silly and so self-aware. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. It's but, yeah. I'm hoping for more. Could you believe that later on in the comic, it had that like heartfelt moment where like the, the one partner of his or whatever was like talking to like his adopted bear mom. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe I'm reading Shirtless Bear Fighter, this super silly comic, but it has this one page here. Yep. <laughs> where it's like, this is like real stuff. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah, I loved that book. It was I liked the art a lot in it too. I, I, yeah, it was a really fun book. I, I definitely <laughs> recommend that to anybody because I keep trying to get my buddy to buy them. I'm like, dude, there's only five issues. Like, come on. It's not that you can get five issues. Yeah. I think the trade's out now. <laughs> yeah, I saw it the other day. I almost bought it too. Just yeah. even I already have all the singles, but <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna buy a graded number one for the just to have it because I loved it so much. But <laughs> oh, sweet! I've never actually owned a graded book. No, nah, I still don't either. I never got the graded my uh, Capullo and stuff. I got a new fifty-two number one signed by both of them. And that thing's already worth like a hundred bucks just alone, and then oh damn, getting them to sign it, I think it'd be worth more. So Kelly got me for my birthday. She got me uh, first prints of Dark Knight Returns, the four like actual released books that it comes in or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because it came out in '86, the year I was born. So it's like she got it for my birthday. I'm like that's sweet. That's perfect. And it's yeah. like my favorite book, so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing those on eBay a while ago. I almost yeah. got them. Yeah, she got me some. She's like, oh, and you know, you can, if you find a better version of any of them, like, you can upgrade to it and then just sell the other one. I was like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> 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 like, you may not want me to do that, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's a never-ending hole with comics. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. Here we go, jumping into comics again. <laughs> It'll always come back to it, man. <laughs> it's hard not to. Do you read The Walking Dead at all? I read the first hundred issues, and then I dropped off it just because the book, it, it, it just had too many parts where it bummed me out. Yeah, I read, we got the first, let me see, one, two, three, I think we got four of the like, hardcover volumes for it. Like the um, real thick ones. Yeah. We got four of those and we both kind of read them, but it's just, we were watching the show and it is just like, I, there's just too much little things changing between both of them that it was hard to like keep track of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just kind of dropped off of them, but interesting fact, which you may already know, but I, where I currently live, the closest like town or whatever is Cynthiana. And that is home to Robert Kirkman and uh, the hell's his name? Tony Moore. No. Yeah. Tony Moore. He wrote the, I think he drew the first walking okay. head stuff. Yeah. I, I, I didn't remember the artist's name. Yeah. I think it's Tony Moore. I knew for he, sure it was he, Robert Kirkman, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he does the show. Well, he owns Image now, doesn't he? <laughs> He's the CEO. Yeah. So, yeah, we all know Kirkman. But, 
Yeah, or Tony Moore was. CEO. Maybe it's I the think Tony Moore. Officer. He still does some art with other people, I think. But he uh, he did the first like, gosh, I want to say like twelve books or something. But yeah, so like a couple of years ago, we had Walking Dead Day here in Cynthia because it's the home of you know Robert Kirkman and stuff. And him and Tony Moore came out and they did a. Uh, release of a uh, number one with an alternate cover that was Cynthiana and stuff. So, which is where it's based off of. So like, wait, if you look, read the first book and you look at the hospital, he comes out of it's Harrison Memorial. And that's like the hospital right in town there. And so that's it's like, cool. just, yeah, it's so weird. Like being around that and, but yeah, they did a whole Walking Dead day, and those guys were there, and they closed off a bunch of streets and had like zombies walking around, and like had like a bunch of like crash sites, and like ambulances all covered in blood, and like looked like zombies come out of them, and <laughs> cool. um, doors all blocked off with like dead inside and stuff like that. And um, trying to think, they uh, they only did it the one time. But uh, they put a big mural up in town there, too. Like, the side of this building has Rick, Michonne, uh, Carl, and Daryl from the actual TV show. I wish they would have done the comic version, but they didn't. Yeah. And so, yeah, they did this huge mural on the side of the building. So, like, if you look up online, Walking Dead mural, you'll see the town that's, like, right over here. And it's, it's, it's awesome what they did. It's amazing looking. And, but yeah, I think they even like took the hospital room that he came up with the idea for this, that Kirkman came up with it in like the hospital rooms, like blocked off and like a memorial in there now. Cause like he just thought of it like in this hospital room and now it's like, I guess a spot <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, It's a museum to him. <laughs> have you read any of his other stuff? Uh, no, but I do have his new one that's coming out on my pull set for my pull list. Oblivion song. Yes. Yes. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. That looks cool. Have you read the, like the previews for of it and stuff like the sample uh, pages? No. Ooh. I read the synopsis of like, like a few months ago, but I didn't know there was like, yeah. Yeah. You, you can look it up online and read like, uh, three or four pages of the comic. Nice. Yeah. It, may, it might even be a little bit more. It's pretty awesome. But, oh, it just came to me too. Uh, Kirkman is the chief operating officer. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sure he owns some <laughs> stock too though. Oh yeah. Well, um, did they actually do it like that? I have no idea. Cause they're all, uh, creators and, and everything get their own like stuff. Yeah. So, Huh. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, images. It's regardless. It's a business. It's going to get a, a cut of sales. Oh yeah. You know, and it, I think they just don't retain the rights to um, to these characters and stuff. Makes sense. Um, the the other Kirkman book that's really good is Invincible, and he's been writing that one for about as long as Walking Dead. That's I'd highly recommend you to check out that the. Definitely read like the first three trades and judge okay. it off that. So if you can find like the, you know, like the, not like the number one trade, but like the number one collection or whatever, yeah. you know, where yeah. it'd be thicker, like an omnibus. Yeah. yeah. Pick that up. Okay. 
Um, so Invincible's fucking cool. It's about this um, teenage kid whose dad is this superhero called Omni Man, which is kind of an analog of like Superman. Yeah. And this kid, like, all of a sudden, like, superpowers manifest in him. And so when he's a teenager, he's got like these same powers. That's cool. Yeah, and it's like a totally unique and different take like on superheroes. It's one of my favorite superhero books. Oh, really? And it's like the violent parts in it are insanely hyper violent and bloody and stuff and <laughs> it's a it's so far it's a really captivating story. I've I've just been picking it up in individual trades jet that way just my collection all matches. Yeah. And um of course. <laughs> what is the next thing? I got my bookshelf right next to me, so I'm just checking. Yeah, I got mine I'm, here too. <laughs> I'm up to volume eight in the trades. I got to start number eight. Oh, sweet! But I mean, that's like of I think twenty four. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> so Is it still going? Uh, it's a it's due to wrap up ex- like real soon here. Oh if, no! If not if it hasn't already. Man, that see, like they need to wrap up The Walking Dead too. Like, I know it's a cash cow, but man. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to shoot that golden goose. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm worried, like, I don't know. Like, I've heard people, I know Saga is amazing. I've never read it. But, like, isn't it on, like, a really long run, too? Uh, No, the most recent trade that came out for Saga was Volume 8. Oh, I guess that's not too bad. Uh, let's see. In single issues, the most recent one is forty-eight. Oh no, yeah, that's, that's not that bad at all. No, and they come out pretty sporadic, don't they? Yeah, usually they'll do about a story arc at a time, and then okay. they'll go on hiatus for a while. And you know, because they, the cool thing about Saga is every single issue has been the same creative team. It's been Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Yeah, I've heard and, her name a lot. So. Yeah, if they ever came out with a saga book that wasn't Fiona Staples art, it would be blasphemy. And every <laughs> single any saga fan would tell you the exact same thing. Yeah. And I couldn't I know, recommend I that one enough, it. dude. Yeah, you'll that that one'll blow your fucking dick off. I think that's that something Kelly could read too, so It's it's good because it's got incredible emotional punches in it. The action in it is crazy. Um, the, the story, the story is very, very compelling Yeah, and, and, but the artwork is just breathtaking. The character design is, is amazing. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what it's, if not the best, it's one of the best comics that's ongoing and out right now. Yeah. It was funny. The first, <laughs> I was like, yeah, everybody on the leftover army keeps talking about this saga. And I was like looking at it and like. There's this little kid like looking at comics and stuff. Like I grab one, like, and I was talking to Kelly, and she's standing there, and this kid's like looking at books, and like I'm like, yeah, this saga one. I just open it to look at the art in it or whatever. Of course, it's like this dude going down on this chick, and I'm just like, oh god, of course I open right to this. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> when I took that flight to to Germany, the dude who was sitting right next to me, um. I was like, do you ever read comics? He's like, mm, not really. I was like, I got like 15 paperback trades in my carry-on. <laughs> my carry-on <laughs> weighed so much, it was retarded. Uh. And um, 
And I'm like, I'm like, have you ever heard of Saga? And he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And so I'm like, here, just read this. And like, he's like, I don't. I'm like, just read it. Yeah. And like, all of a sudden, he was engrossed in it, and like, nice. he didn't put it down. Like, he read it cover to cover. And I was like, man, I'm sorry I didn't bring all of them with me. He's like, I would have read all of them. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I need to read it. And I've had people ask me like, where I read comics and go to a shop, like, they're like, yeah, uh, I don't know anything about comics, but like. There's just one book everybody's talking about. And I'm like, yeah, Saga. They're like, yeah, that's the one. Like, we've been thinking about reading that just because we heard it's really good. And I was like, God, man, this thing's getting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to get on it. I know. I'm yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, shit, there's a lot of good books out there. And Saga's not going anywhere. No. It'll still be the same story. It sounds like it's something I could catch up on, though, because... It you takes should. those breaks on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and the I cool thing it. with Image, too, is they're doing so many of them now in, like, these collections where now you can get Saga when... So, like, what would it be? Like, the bigger number one is, like, equivalent to, like, maybe two of the trades or three of the trades. Oh, okay. That's cool. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they've got at least two of those out now. Nice. Yeah, I've been collecting those thicker ones on Nailbiter. They call them the, the Murder Edition. I almost got those, too, the other day. If you like horror, you'll love Nailbiter. If you like serial killer stories and like crazy, weird mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good shit. <laughs> Is it still, it's still ongoing, too, right? Nope, it wrapped up in 30 issues. Oh, did it? So I can just yep. get all the trades for it and read. Yep, oh, six, sweet. Six trades, and you'll have the complete story. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when it's something that's wrapped up. So I'm not like getting a bunch of trades and then having to start getting issues. And yeah, I've got, I've got all the individual issues and what, maybe just like one, one of the number one variants. And then I've got all the trades and then I've got the, the one hardback murder edition that's out so far next month or maybe it's in March volume two of the murder additional come out. And so I'll buy that also. And then I saw a good deal on eBay for the first 20 issues. And so I've got an, another copy of the first 20 issues. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you're all in on the nail biter. It's, it's my favorite comic. It's I figured. Cause I remember the comic cast specials. I didn't listen to them. I know, but no, it's because okay. I didn't read the book and I didn't want no spoilers. And... In, indeed. And that's kind of one of those things. Well, and that's kind of the same with like the comic, these comic talk ones I'm doing now. They're spoilery, but it's like I'm also going to be doing enough of these regular start cast episodes that people are used to. To where it's yeah. like, if you want to hear, if you're not, you know, if you don't mind being spoiled and you want to hear us talk about comics, you can get on those episodes too. Yeah, you're rolling through some episodes lately. Yeah, it's kind of been my. I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Yeah. But I've I've been more thinking, you know, they should really be more disciplined <laughs> doing these. I mean, is as long as I can find people who are willing to record them in the evening like this and then it it doesn't clash with my family schedule. Yeah. You know, it's like fuck, I'll stay up and talk with I'll stay up and talk for a few hours on Skype, get to know people and, and yeah. you know, I mean, so far they've been pretty successful, so Yeah, um, I I tried to I man, I fell off on mine. Like I felt bad because I'd recorded with Paul recently, and I like couldn't get around to editing it. And I finally got it done though. So 
but yeah, I just, I love doing it. I just getting the time to do it. And like, I really wanted to like get a band on here. So I've been kind of trying to get a band together for it. And yeah, I just was like, well, why am I so, I, I guess set these rules for it and I just need to be a lot more like whatever, you know, just roll with it. Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> well, like, this, that's kind of the fun thing about about this show is that it can kind of be anything I want it to be. Yeah. Because I, I've never had real rules or anything with it. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, when, when Comic Cast kind of went away, I thought about just doing something other different like that. But then I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to be a showrunner on two different shows Yeah, because I'm really not, I'm not motivated enough to do two of them to like, it is just more work than what I could do, but it's like, I can throw them all up on this one and then it's only one Facebook page that I got to worry about and only one Twitter feed. I got to worry about stuff. And, and I'm totally down to do other projects because like, uh, starting in March, I'm going to be doing, uh, co-hosting one with uh brian and rebecca and rod called uh, number one comic books yeah i saw be, that yeah we're gonna be talking just number one issues but but we're not setting some huge goal like each of us is gonna pick a book nice and so in an episode it'll just be four books that we've all read and a couple weeks later we'll do it again and and i'm also really into reading number ones i always read digitals on them if if not if it's not a uh, series that i'm buying in print okay and, and so yeah so when brian approached me with that i was like yeah this is awesome and yeah brian he's uh he's been willing to answer all my questions and stuff him and jordan definitely helped me out a bunch jordan helped oh. me get it set up and then i've been kind of asking brian and stuff so yeah he's helped me out a lot yeah jordan was a big help he was uh he was kind of my uh uh, my mentor yeah <laughs> for getting this all set up at first and uh, i had a lot of fun doing the comic cast with him and and i think it was it was really just kind of you know he's he's busy doing the super cast and yeah and and i'm busy doing this and and it just kind of worked out the way it worked out and you know it was a learning experience. <laughs> we had fun yeah. doing it though, but but yeah, when it when it kind of got to the point that we hadn't released a regular episode since mid September, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just work this into doing this, doing it like this, and then I kind of had the idea that I I can get as many people from the leftover army in as I can, and 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 also I, I felt like when we were doing the comic cast, I should probably try and stick more on subject because that was what kind of we were doing whereas on this show i mean anybody who listens to this show knows that it fucking goes off. i mean do we went from batman to talking about fucking vasectomies and shit earlier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so if i can also do that during a comic book discussion why not <laughs> yeah that's true it has but, this has been an adventurous episode <laughs> so far can you believe we've been talking for three hours no no <laughs> nice fucking crazy right <laughs> yeah huh. yeah it goes, it goes fast. by yeah it does it really does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice though yeah you yeah. just never know <laughs> oh man oh uh, it's been fun talking with you though dude yeah i definitely love it it was i enjoyed it i can't wait to get you on mine too because 
I just I got a list of people right away, and like I still have people like, yeah, it's, I'm still interested. I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't sweat it, dude. When, when you want to have me on, you have me on. Well, and, I got. Uh, oh, I it, just started it, making a list and like putting everybody like anybody that wants to be on a second time is just gonna get pushed back behind new people for now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had like a, a wave of people hitting me up being like, like, can I be on again? Can I be on again? And then I was like, well, okay, fuck it. <laughs> so yeah. I just started having all these people on multiple times. And I was like, man, you've, you've have told other people you'll have them on. You should probably get back to that list. <laughs> yeah. so, and so now I've, really- I've pretty much got an episode like, so I'm, I'll be recording another one tomorrow, another one Monday. Oh, wow. And then Thursday and then Sunday and then Tuesday. <laughs> so I've got insane. like the next I've got like five more episodes coming up here in just like a couple weeks. And so, then you'll be starting up a new one too, that new podcast. So Yeah, wow. but I mean in in that one'll be you know, that that one's gonna be awesome too because it's only every couple weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean and so, Brian's pretty busy and stuff already, so Yeah, yeah. And he'll have his Westworld one starting up again too. Oh, not not near soon enough, dude. We're have to wait forever for fucking Westworld. I just watched it like a month ago for the first time. <laughs> Isn't it good? Yes, it, it so sucked compelling. me in so much. Like, oh, I always wanted to watch it, and I have HBO Go, but like, sometime in November, it was I think it was that yeah, it was sometime in December they did like the whole first season on HBO. I was like, all right, screw it. I'll DVR it. And I DVR'd it and started watching it. And I was just like, Oh my God, this show's so good. <laughs> and then I was like, Brian, I was like, man, I kept talking to him. I was like, have you watched Westworld? He's like, yeah, I did a podcast. I was like, Oh <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, I already have podcasts. Like this is what it's called. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like such a jackass. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So I started listening to that too, but like I was watching like three or four episodes. I like well, not three or four. Probably like I try to get through at least two, but it just depends. Like some of them, I don't know. It's a lot to process. There's so much going on. It throws you for a loop. It like, oh, it's a great show. I can't wait for a new season of it. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what direction they're going to take it. Yeah. I mean, the the trailer I saw, it seems like they're sticking with the Westworld field. So cool. But like, it's still going to be like in Westworld. I was worried it was going to jump out of that completely and go like wherever, like that samurai world or wherever it was in that one. Oh, how crazy was that? It was sweet, but if that's all we're getting, I'm kind of I'm bummed because I want to see Samurai World. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a Game of Thrones world? That'd be sweet. Oh, they gotta have that too. Or a um, superhero world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I forget, um, when you had the uh, kill switch engage episode. Yeah. And at the end of it, Kirby said that he wanted to do Pantera, and you said that I was going to do it. And he's like, fuck Joe Stark. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, 
I was like, you have to fight Joe Stark for that. And he was like, no. <laughs> That's so good. I would, awesome. I would float the idea that if you were into it and we could schedule it so me and Kirby both talked Pantera with you, that would be the shit. Yeah. I, uh, I would be into that if you're into it and he's into it. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd be, I mean, I could talk to him. Um, Cause I definitely, what was it? Paul had seen uh, Foo Fighters too. And David wanted me and David were going to do Foo Fighters. And he was like, well, let's just hold off on that until you go see him. And then Kirby talked about how he saw him and it was like one of the best shows he's been to and stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll get these three guys to do Foo Fighters together and I'll just make it a big episode. So yeah, I'm definitely open for that. If we can get the scheduling down. Hey, I've had serious fun with the 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 small amount of group episodes I've done on this so far they've been great. Oh so yeah. I, I think you'd have a lot of fun doing that with your show too. Yeah, except for I don't know. You know, I'd be a nervous wreck, I'm sure. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at look at it this way. If there's more people on the show, you don't have to talk as much and you just got to make sure it stays rolling. Yeah, that's true. That's not, that's not as bad, right? <laughs> it, it, mine's pretty, like, dude, that's the thing. Like, so with mine, I, like, oh, was only going to shoot for, like, 45 minutes to an hour an episode. I was like, well, I'll just make it short. You know, surely can't talk about that much. And and then, so, like, that's why I added the segment in from the beginning because it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to need to fill time. There's no way I'm going to be able to fill up an hour. And then, like, I did the first episode, and it was, like, an hour and a half. I was like, oh, shoot. Nope. <laughs> it took up plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Do keep that show rolling, though. I enjoy listening to that podcast, and I'll be sad if I don't get to hear people talking about music anymore. <laughs> yeah. it It's discouraging, because I know, like, I think it was Brian posted a thing like like the most listened to like podcasts and make music podcasts are like one of the lower listened to ones. So, I mean, I've been trying to post it on all these pages and stuff as much as I can. So, hopefully, keep the listeners coming or new ones or whatever. I think see like people only want to listen to bands they've maybe heard of or something like that, and I think that also conflicts it a little bit, but. I mean, I'm getting listeners, but probably yeah. not as many as a lot of people. <laughs> uh, you just keep up with it. Don't pay attention to what other shows do. Um, you know what I mean? As long as you're having fun doing it and you got an audience that's listening to it, just keep it up because that audience will start to grow. Yeah. 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 And I, I've never was like super concerned about how big of an audience, I guess. I mean, you want to see people are listening to it, so you're not like throwing all this time into it and then like nobody's listening so it's it like, just oh. disappears into the void <laughs> yeah exactly i really i'm really excited to try a band out like i've been trying to do like it pisses me off because like i try getting this band on because they kind of reached out to me and then i'm like, like trying to schedule it over and over again they're like well we're in the studio this week so you know, I'll get back to you on it. And they never get back because they're probably younger and they don't realize like when you try to commit to something with somebody like I'm very like scheduled, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like you scheduling this with me was perfect. Like you were on it. I was like, hell yeah. But like <laughs> this no, I kid, have a calendar on my phone with alerts and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm OCD like that shit. <laughs> so like this dude like just keeps like not 
you know, getting anything lined up and everything. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm trying to get some people I've like played with back in the day that maybe have new bands and stuff like that. And those guys don't really use their Facebook messengers anymore because they probably get, you know, pummeled with that kind of stuff all the time, you know, cause some of them like, uh, this one guy, Mikey Howard, he did our, he was the producer on the record we did and his band's like signed with a record label and like he's with a Christian uh, record label and they're, you know, they tour and everything like, so he's busy. And then he's also hired on as one of their producers for their record label. So he has his band and all this stuff and I'd love to get him on there, but I don't know. I mean, I got plenty of people still asking to be on to do their bands and there's still plenty of bands to talk about. So yeah, there are, I'll just keep, <laughs> I just think it'd be cool to, I, I got a whole layout for a, a band episode where I like a band interview show. So, I mean, if I can get one lined up, it'd be a nice little twist for everybody. Hopefully. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> well, this has up. been awesome, dude. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. I was excited to do it. Hell yeah. Nervous, nervous because I didn't think I'd be able to talk this long. But <laughs> Yeah, now we're up to three hours and 15 minutes, so how about that? <laughs> well, 10 of that's not on this recording. That is true. Technically, it's six six minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> so now everybody thinks we're at, you know, yeah. So <laughs> they like, he's fucking lying. It's like, I'm yep. not lying. You just didn't get to hear us talk about... I don't know. I remember we did talk about some interesting stuff in that six minutes, though. Oh, yeah. Well, geez, <laughs> I recorded with Paul the other day, and we had an hour. Like, I hit record because I wasn't sure. Like, I thought we were getting ready to start, and it ended up being an hour, and I didn't even know I had the record still running. So we, like, talked for an hour before we ever actually started my show up. <laughs> and then we got, to, like, so, like, halfway through, I do a segment, and I usually, like, where I'd put in like the the bumper or drop or whatever you want to call them, uh, I like you know like hey if you need to go piss or whatever you know. Well, we got into a rabbit hole there and talked for like another forty five minutes in that little thing, and then started the show back up again. <laughs> <laughs> so like the episode's not as long as we were like on there talking. Like me and him could talk together like so easily. It, it went really smooth. It was, it was definitely one of my favorite episodes. I That's can't wait. Awesome. And That's awesome. I threw the little rabbit hole we went down at the end of the episode, so it's it's pretty funny that we Good. like <laughs> It's yeah. I think he me and him we're going to do like a swap thing on ours. Like I'm going to host his for him and he's going to host mine for me. So, that'll be yeah, fun. Man. Yeah, that'll be awesome, dude. I can't wait to listen. But yeah. <clears throat> Well, hell yeah, dude. So, yeah, uh, check out Rock with Hop. <laughs> if yeah. you haven't already, you should. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I'm on all the all the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram crap all over the place. So that's <laughs> <laughs> all the same. It's all Rock with Hop. Awesome. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast. 
If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening.